This is the script. The official podcast of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. Tonight, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Force is awoken. Yes, I'm, da- I'm your host tonight. I'm David Negrin. With me, your screenwriters tonight are Alec Pollock, Christina Leith Malin, co-producer Jordan Rosengarden. Very excited. We're live from Adorama in downtown Manhattan. Um, tonight, we're podcasting Star Wars. We've been waiting for this for, I don't know how long. 30 years. 30 years. <laughs> 30. Essentially, yeah. 30 years. Um, uh, gosh, you know, I, the, the, the difficult part about this podcast uh, in doing, like, a real honest script analysis, the script is, is a podcast dedicated to to uh, screenwriters and filmmakers and, and story. Um, but usually we try to do, give a really objective analysis of, of a film, right. but every one of us is a diehard Star Wars fan. Right. So um, I, I know we all love the film already. So, but we're going we're gonna to try to delve deep into the roots of it, what we love about it. Um, if we found flaws in it, we're going to talk about it tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about it from a screenwriter's perspective in terms of screenplay and story. Um, but uh, the artists uh, involved, of course, uh, directed by J.J. Abrams. Uh, a screenplay written by J.J. Lawrence Kasdan, Michael Arndt. Original characters 
based uh, on original characters by George Lucas. Um, I might have heard of him. You may have heard of him. Um, so tonight, you know, we, we usually start off uh, the script with a basic one up, one down. You know, our favorite uh, story choice, our favorite moment in the movie, or what you liked about the movie most. And then your your biggest uh, uh, criticism of the film as well. Um, who wants to go first tonight? I'll dive right in. Alec, Yay. rock on, man. All right, I will dive right in. And this is an easy thing for me to say because I, I know the exact moment in the movie when my, my heart just started racing and I felt my breath, like, catching and was breathing just, just heavy, just so excited. And I say this as a diehard Star Wars fan, as you said, and as a father, to be a father of a daughter. Yes to be able to have that moment when that lightsaber didn't go to Kylo Ren and instead it went flying into uh, uh, Ray's hand. I just, from that moment on, I was, I was just transfixed. And again, it was amazing. I, I was that was the best moment from, of the film. That I mean, moment, just down. absolutely hands down. It was down. earned. It was earned from it, a story perspective. It was earned and I'll talk more about this, but it was just, it, so much of the film led up to that and it was structured that playing on our expectations leading up to Ray as this hero that I cannot wait for my, my little four-year-old to grow up with her and, and her journey. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. And, and at least two more movies. At least. Yeah. Who knows? And uh, biggest criticism. Well, I would, I would say uh, my biggest criticism is the, the converse of that in that um, Ray uh, didn't have as many flaws as maybe she could have or her flaws weren't played up enough. And I think she, I think she had flaws. I think that... that uh, her kind of uh, uh, hesitancy to leave and to, to go out and explore and to just wait too long uh, was... Yeah, was she refuses the call at least two times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. adamantly refuses. Um, but is that enough of a flaw? I don't, I don't know, and I think that's something we can discuss. That was like a, that was like a, a compliment wrapped in a Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Christina, you want to take it? What's next? What did you love? What did you have? You stole my what favorite. You, you totally stole my favorite. <laughs> That was it's the um, best moment of the film. No, no, actually, it was the second best moment because <laughs> if like I'm, I've, I love my original, my well, not my original, but the Star Wars and the uh, the play, things it paid homage to. So, my favorite is when I saw Han Solo. That was when he I walks just on screen. Down, Han walking on screen. And it, I, even though I saw the Millennium Falcon, and that was almost my favorite, when I actually saw Harrison Ford, That's I, was, a piece I had of like junk. a girl moment. I was like, oh my god. And the whole theater like lost their they minds. They lost their minds. There, yeah, there was I couldn't hear anything for like the first thirty yeah, seconds. Yeah, it's like what did they say? Yeah, that was that was my Star Wars screening. Also, every great moment was followed by like I didn't get to hear what they just said. But people lost it. That was great. And the funniest thing is, so far as my down, I was telling him I didn't have a down. You have so to have I, no, I know. So I literally something you would fix in the script. I cheated and I listened to a lot of other podcasts, and I saw <laughs> these other guys go even harder because I kept saying I love it, I love it, and um, I heard one great point that I guess is my my one down that I would have, which is um, the the Ren Han Solo clip was not as believable for me because there was no setup to it. They didn't meet beforehand, so you could see the tension, so that you could feel really bad when it just kind of happened. So that would be my one down. Interesting. I think we should talk about that interaction because there were some parts of it that were earned and some parts are not. Because there's a, there's a character arc moment. It's a real decision-making moment. Um, and you have to build to that in your, in your story if you want the audience to feel it. Um, Jordan. One up, one down. So uh, when we see Han and Leia, right, and we see this, you know, they haven't seen each other in quite some time, 
and just that they're both like kind of dishing it out to each other, like you know they do in uh, Empire Strikes Back and a little bit of Return of the Jedi, felt so right and so true to their characters. Where where they could have gone with it was, oh, you know, we're happy and we're a family, and but no, they're that's Han Solo and Leia, and they're both wise asses, and that's what attracts them to each other. It was it was awesome. It was great. It was coming back to. Um, familiar characters written the way I remember them being written 30 some odd years ago so really a highlight of the film uh, for me something that uh, you know there's a lot of things that we'll get into and we'll nitpick I'm sure <laughs> but um, I as well thought that the you know the whole relationship of Kylo Ren to Han could have could have been better I know it's not really saying it's a one down but it's, it definitely could have been better I felt that there was not enough weight behind that and uh, it was a, a little bit of a missed opportunity for me, um, it wasn't enough to destroy the movie, but I, I think that was something that was a bit of a negative for me. Yeah, I mean, I think we all like the movie so much. We're, when yeah. we criticize tonight, it's just going to be stuff that we nitpicks. Yeah, we we're, we're, we see as missed opportunities to, yeah. to be even greater. Absolutely. Uh, um, you know, my. What about you, David? I know, I know. You guys <laughs> said three of the great moments. Um, yeah. You know, I, I. There, there was a lot of this. There was a lot of stuff in this movie that I we've always wanted to see. I really loved getting to see uh, Kylo Ren fighting with Rey. You know, uh, a man fighting with a woman with a lightsaber, and she's holding her own, and she's kicking ass in certain situations. Um, that was something we've not seen before in Star Wars, right? Um, in the film, yes. Um, a I really enjoyed the. Um, I love that everyone had heard of Luke Skywalker, you know, like every, like he was a legend. The way he is a legend in our pop culture, the way he's a legend in science fiction, every, you know, you know, Ray and Finn had both heard of Luke Skywalker, and I love how they in this film they jump into everything right away. Okay, they didn't ease themselves into this movie. We've got the Millennium Falcon, we've got Han, we've got a Death Star, we've got everything. We just jumped right, you know, the Empire's back. We jumped right back into the series. We didn't have to slowly get into it. So it doesn't explain anything. It just it drops you off thirty years yeah. later, not explaining what the government is. What it's just no. This is happening. Story starts and right, be, right, and that right the 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 opening line of the crawl, Luke Skywalker. Is missing. Missing. Yeah. That was brilliant. This, you know, you're you're waiting for to see what that crawl is, and it's it just sets up such high stakes. Um, for me, the biggest uh, criticism I think was um, in Poe Dameron's character. I think yep. he was a real missed opportunity. We get to see him a little bit in the beginning, and he disappears for a lot of the second act, and he comes back later. And it seemed like uh, I don't know. They were they. It just—it was a missed opportunity. We don't get to know him well enough. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, but he, they portray—they open the film with him, so you think he's a big main character. Right. Um, and they—they want to set him up for, I think, like a few solo films, right? Like there's supposed to be a. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. But um, I think that was the biggest missed opportunity for me. Um, do you guys want to go over before you know we have a little bit of time? I wanted to like just like. Show love for the movie. Other awesome moments for you as huge Star Wars fans that were like amazingly gratifying. I made a list, so you guys go. Can I just say the dialogue was killer? And I say that to mean like anytime you do a revamp or part of a franchise, there's always really corny dialogue that just make you go really just. 
and there wasn't with this. Even when uh, there was a little, there was a little, but they did a decent. They did a decent job of not exactly. There wasn't like Love Boat, just schmarmy, bad dialogue, and that made me so happy. Favorite line? Do you have a good line? There were so many good homage lines, you know. No, I pose like, oh, we got company. And the first line was like, hey, "Am I going to talk? You going to talk? Like, yeah. who talks first? Who talks first?" That was great. It was a great well, that, way. That's it something. Attention immediately. Like, wow, this is Star Wars. Okay, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, you forget it. if you watch the original trilogy. Star Wars has a sense of humor. It has a very light yeah, sense of humor sure. to it, um, and they brought that back. And I think they 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 were true to that sense of humor. There's so many great. Uh, uh, there's so much great levity, you know. You know, I'm I'm here to I, I'm here. Why are you helping me? Because it's the right thing to do. You need a ship. Yeah, I need a ship. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean... Uh, and contrasting with that, there was darkness to balance it. And I yeah. think we had a really great darkness to balance it here. I, I mean, I thought Kylo Ren was really dealt with very, very well. And in a way that he... You know, the, the idea of conflict, they tried to deal with it in the prequels and not to the success that they de- I felt that they did in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that, one the movie they did what the prequels never could do, which was... Like you just said, like there's a, there's a conflicted character, but from but when we start off, we're like, oh, this is another Darth Vader. As the film progresses, we see how insecure he is. Oh my god! And yeah. you're like, wow, this is a brand new character that we've never seen in this universe. Let's talk about why that works. You know, how come how come we couldn't get Anakin to feel real to feel really like an evil character, an earned negative character in all the prequels, and, and we got and we were able to have Kylo Ren sort of already be a new master of evil with flaws and gifts and we're afraid of him. I feel I, like they talked about it a lot right. in the prequels, but we saw it here. We yeah. saw him unhinged. We Character saw him... choices, right? Yeah. Well, even just, you know, taking it out all the machinery and, like, going crazy and... and, and he was uh, much darker, more ominous. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I, I, Anakin wasn't ominous to me at all. Right. Plus, the prequels something. had more time to burn. Like, in other words, you had to start off with this little kid who was, I mean, you know, a good kid and then watch him... And this, we're just, we heard about how Kylo Ren was good and was turned evil. So, and we, we pick up right when he's turning, you know, so we have less time to kind of watch that happen, which I think that's the more interesting point to pick up on when someone's actually, you know, it's the last straw. It's not like, oh, we're starting from scratch. And I think to go through three films, like we're talking about the prequels where Anakin's turning, it's more time and it's a little more complicated to show that and maybe less visually interesting to show someone slowly, slowly becoming evil. Whereas in one movie, we can just establish that, no, they've kind of had a weird past, and now they need to do one more thing before. I think the trouble is that Anakin in the prequels was very cartoonish evil, very just Wicked Witch of the West evil. He was too cute when he was little. little. Yeah, he's one-dimensional. Whereas Kylo Ren and all great great characters are multidimensional. We get to see his flaws, his insecurities, that he wants to be like Vader and he can't, that he's not as good uh, a Jedi as they like to think he is, that he has a conflict, and there's conflict between him and General Hux, right? So, uh, well, that was a great element too, because you know it harkens back to the original Star Wars, where Tarkin and Vader were almost on the same level, and they were both kind of like, you know, trying to get the Emperor's you know respect, even though you don't see the Emperor in the first one. Here's this: it's amazing that you have Kylo Ren really fighting with uh, General Hux, and you know for for, for the approval, approval of, of, of Snoke. Snoke, Snoke, yeah. Yeah. So. Anything else? Any last? I let me see a couple of things I had that I loved about this movie. I loved that um, Kylo Ren could halt a laser blast in the air. That was so that was cool. amazing. Yeah, it's like because you you've had six movies now to show what the Force can and can't yeah. do, and they were able to come up with some things that we haven't thought of yet. Um, 
Uh, his force choke was a little different, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he did the flying yeah, and jumping yeah, force, flying choke. force choke. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how I believe how I feel about the force psychic ability that they decided. It's almost like to a add. Spock ability. Oh, the no, force, that's, the that's force been, mind read. Yeah, mind meld. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, Darth Vader was like controlling the minds of all this guy. No, the, the Jedi mind trick is one thing, but I'm gonna read your mind like Spock, like Jedi mind trick, like uh, uh, Jedi mind or. Uh, Vulcan mind melt? Well, I'll tell you why it could potentially work, because this will show what a real nerd I am. Even though we saw the prequels, right, we still were never, we were never told exactly how vast, you know, what the Force is. It's this, it's that, what can you do? But it's defined by the story, you right. know? And we haven't seen that before, and it, it's it's kind of an, a plot gag that makes things easier if you can read minds. And then he... Right, exactly. And then Kylo Ren reads minds, and then it turns out not to work, and I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's too omnipotent a thing. Um, Don't you think it's not as specific as a force choke or holding a uh, a, a laser blast in the air? Don't you think Yoda had some of that? Yoda had mind reading. Yeah, and you know what? He it did. Subtle, he could, but, but it was future. It was like I could see the future, and it was very subtle. It wasn't like, oh, what's in your mind, dear? Right. What's in your mind? It was like, you know, I think that I see some, you know, a lightness in your future or a darkness, and you know, even Yoda couldn't like Vulcan mind melt. So I, I didn't appreciate that advent that. Um, expansion of the mythology there. You you could also say, and this is a criticism I've been hearing, although I didn't personally have a problem with it, that, okay, so he's doing all these advanced, you know, uh, Jedi um, evil dark side things, right? And then, you know, later on, he's not holding up on a sword fight with uh, with either Finn or um, 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 Rey. Right, yeah. So you're saying, okay, so powerful, why is he... Um, however, I will say this, maybe he doesn't know, know how powerful he is, maybe, and plus he's never fought another Jedi or anybody else, he just had that lightsaber on him. Does that anger have to take you there, though? It, it, it Yeah, does. he's growing as a Sith, yeah. right? The same way that Rey grows as a Jedi, yeah, their powers are changing. But I see two things, there's, there's being strong with the, the Force, and then there's fighting with a sword, you know, and I think, you know, Rey... You know, she had that staff the whole time. My understanding was, and no one else picked up. I mean, no one else had arguments with. Picked up on the fact that I got. To, I just thought that she knew how to use a sword because she, she was using that stick. Yeah, she she was, was good with a bow. Right. She was okay. So have, have one of the situation. best. One of the best things about Ray. We're getting into character right now. One of the best yeah. things about Ray is that very early on they they establish her gifts. Right in screenwriting and storytelling, you you want your characters to have gifts and flaws. And her gifts from the beginning are she has a technical ability. She's a she's mechanical. She can fix things. Two, she can fight for herself. With her with her bow, right? She has some fighting skills, and uh, she can fly. She can fly a, a ship, yeah. right? She takes the Millennium Falcon from the beginning. She figures it out eventually. And these are, you know, even before we find out she's a Jedi. And that sounds a lot like a Jedi from a movie I've seen before, right? Yes. Sounds a lot like Anakin Skywalker, gifted at mechanical things, gifted with fighting, gifting as a pilot, yeah. right? So I think that works. The span of what five minutes? I know, and it's so it was beautifully <laughs> right. done in this movie, and it wasn't, it, yeah, and and it, and it was efficient, and it was also it felt natural. Um, we were remiss in not mentioning the fact that I think she's like the first female Jedi we're introduced to. Break it down, break so it down. So like, a, like a feminist bone in me, like had a silent unicorn tear. I'm like, yeah, girl Jedi's, and we also like. We had a girl general. We have Leia as general. She's the highest. We have her as a, a, apparently the strongest force, which is kind of badass. My only, oh, guess I have a second one now. My only <laughs> sad part is um, Phasma. Yeah, Captain why Phasma. Wasn't, why doesn't yeah. the dark side have someone 
there are so many scary women in the world. Why couldn't they have? I, I would have loved it. Like a there were there Darth were a Vader. lot there, I, I don't there know were a lot of, it, of women stormtroopers in this movie. Actually, well, there, were, you, there were women. That's, at, that's, there were women in the control. Don't ask me to settle for that. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not like, asking at all. I'm just saying that they made an effort, right? Okay. So there, there were there's a woman stormtrooper and like in in the uh, in the uh, with a gun mad. like a regular. And Captain Phasma will be back. Yeah, but so underused I, uh, in this movie. She Captain Phasma. More, though. She could have been more badass, that. I think. I don't know, because here's the thing, though. Like, I, I, I love that there's a, there's a female protagonist, but the villains, right, the Empire, is supposed to be the epitome of, like, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like, um, what I'm looking for, like, you know, like Nazi officers, like, um, you know, the, the, these, like, would these people really be looking for, like, equal opportunities for anybody? That's yeah, the, you know that's true. Saying? I mean, there is definitely a, see, so much like Nazi imagery in, you in, know the, what I'm in the first order. Yeah. I, I I could accept the you know the visual diversity of of the resistance, you know, but when it comes to the Empire, they're supposed. That's why I like the fact that most of the the evil Empire were like you know kind of like uh, the archetype of like British you know white male kind of just because it, it fits that universe and you oh, see no, no, whatever. I don't know because no it, it is no I'm just saying. It, it, it's they're the bad guys. Like they're not supposed. It could be to be just as motley as the E train and still be just as effective. I don't know. I think uh, back to Captain Phasma. What an awesome uniform, right? Like that chrome tricked out stormtrooper cool uniform. Yeah. It was always we never get to see what her gifts are. We think she's supposed to be an awesome, you know, fighter, right? She's, she needs to be played she's, by Viola she's played, Davis. She's played by Brianna Bri- Bri- Tarth. <laughs> but she's Brianna Tarth. Like she's that's an awesome character, right? So. <laughs> I think they sold a lot of toys, but and so yeah. people were just expecting that, like, oh, that she's gonna be have, uh, yeah. have a big part. But she's like the Boba Fett of like this movie, yeah. where people think she's cool, but there's there's like one scene with her. Yeah, we didn't have enough from her. What about? I, yeah. Go ahead. I just want to bring up another point in terms of kind of Ray's position as kind of this this female hero, and I, I just felt like that the whole movie was structured around, as I said, that moment and that revelation that, oh, that totally. she was, was the that. hero, and not necessarily these other guys who were trying totally doing agree. their thing, absolutely we're following Finn, but we're not really. Like, He's not really succeeding. But wait, no, this is the one. And would that have been not as strong if you already had more of him? Yeah. I, I, no, I'm not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not saying I needed 8,000. That's a whole other situation. I'm saying that um, they could have even, evenly spread it. The, there should have been a dark, strong kick butt evil, or they should have used Phasma to her potential instead of saying, well, we'll set her up if this pans out in the box office. And also, too, I felt like... there was... I felt like this was so this this year's 2015s because if you look at Luke Skywalker and then the smart like who has the force and then the smart ass sidekick Han Solo, we get that in the super PC black man white lady as the new revamp of the two characters. You yeah. know the sidekick, the the dynamic duo, the. Um, the two-hander. What's, yes, yes, yeah. the buddy movie the kind buddy, of setup. The buddy cop setup. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think PC. I think Ooh. what I think what Alex said was great because from a screenwriting perspective, you really should work backwards from your character arc, from your main character arc, and and Ray's arc at that moment, fully believing that she's a Jedi, fully saying I'm special, I'm not a no one, I'm not just a scavenger from a, a nowhere planet and an orphan that I'm someone special and I have powers and I have some place to you know in the world and something to do like you you want to work backwards from that moment and I think as a writer they succeeded as a as a screenplay they succeeded there 
because we it was completely earned. And playing on our expectations as the audience, our, we kept expecting things. We to kept happen. expecting and what Finn to be the protagonist. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just the way that they set it up and they set up his journey and he takes a lot of the journey beats along. Yeah, the well, there, there, there's definitely there's definitely a little bit of protagonist confusion in this, but um, when you're in a film or you're in a screenplay where as long as you move us forward really quickly, we'll go with you, yeah. you know? And it is kind of a two-hander between Finn and Ray. What do we think of Finn's character? How do we do with Finn? I love Finn. Yeah, I mean, listen. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's so cool. He's, he's a, so lovely. Like, laughs. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say... He's definitely comic relief. He's comic relief. Um, and, I mean, listen, he's, uh, when you look at it, obviously, Ray's the protagonist. She has the arc, bigger arc, because he, he overcomes, you know, his, his problem really early he's like I can't be with the Empire I'm not the Empire the, the First Order I, I gotta leave these guys and find my you know a new fight to fight you know and so so that kind of gets resolved immediately where he bumps into Rey yeah, he has a new adventure he he is you know for me Finn is brave you know his gift is bravery right, right? he's not the smartest dude right. right he jumps into things before thinking about right. it but then he he's 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 brave as anyone no, right he and he's loyal he doesn't start brave that's part of his art oh maybe he wants to run that's what he keeps saying he can't fight them he does run you're right about that there is a moment before at the midpoint before they before uh, the first order shows up yeah, at the cantina. Like he's he's on a ship to get out of here, the way Han was in uh, A New Hope, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think um, Finn is our Han Solo in this film, right? Totally. Yeah. And he's funny. He's charismatic. And he flies by the seat of his pants. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. Setting up Finn's guilt and desire to leave the stormtrooper worked really well. They spent time on that. The scene with the blood on the face and the execution that he won't be a part of. That bothers me. What um, bothered you? <laughs> Why? So, 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 that's fine, right? But here's the thing. What's fine? No, okay, so I'm sorry. So when he sees his friend getting, you know, his, or his friend, his co-stormtrooper, his colleague, getting, getting, uh, blasted down in the blood, and that kind of shocks him into reality, like, this is messed up, like, I can't do this. And to me, that's like very interesting. Like, wow, okay. And then he starts fighting with the resistance, and he's like, like mowing down. He took a stormtrooper. Just like jams it through like a stormtrooper's chest. I'm like, wasn't that a guy you trained with? Like, wouldn't there be some sort of like, I'm against all this pain and fight. Like, he I might like be more be, pacifist that, yeah, than he is. Exactly. Anything. That'd be more. That'd be deeper for me. See, I don't even feel like that. It's. I felt like no. with that whole scene, you, you, he's kind of like that kid right out of the army in his first battle. You know, not okay. and not actually because. Uh, okay. Oh, not talking to Mike. Yeah, no, I felt like he 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 was he was a novice. I don't think any. The only genuine moment I felt like he had was when he left and he made the decision to come back to be with Ray, because that's when he actually. I feel that's when he actually became a hero. Yeah. To that point, before that, he was just. He, and he and he totally. And, no, you know what? Only on the second viewing did I realize how specific. How many times have you seen it? Just two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, <laughs> how many do you plan to see it? Well, I'm going to see it again this week. Might yeah. see it after this. This is true. Yeah. I was like, let's just yeah. do that. <laughs> we could. Be a midnight I'm sure show we'd find somewhere. a midnight show. Who wants to go to a midnight show after this? Yeah. yeah. That's how you do a podcast. Um, uh, is the problem humanizing the stormtroopers, though? Because Ray is a, storm tro- a former stormtrooper, and you realize, oh, it's a person, and you know, they could potentially Finn. feel. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Finn. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the problem like a Matrix like a tag on that? Like, oh, we've had him since his birth, and I totally right. was thinking Matrix in a pod. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was interesting, but but but, I, but my thing is like once you humanize them, and it's like, oh, these aren't just faceless things that we can gun down. It's like then you have that problem with all right, well, we're, we're fighting these human beings that 
they're probably just brainwashed, and you start feeling bad for them. I mean, you don't because the story moves so fast, but when you think no, about it, see, well, that well, one, one, of, one of the tricks okay. that's used is that the uh, stormtroopers never take their helmets off, right? And so that's why, that's, what, yeah. and so we see them, we don't see them as humans, right? So we can mow them down, it's all good, right? Uh, once Finn takes his helmet off, right, he becomes humanized. Um, and we don't see any blood in any of the other uh, right. stormtroopers. Their they're, they're outfits are, you right. know, you know, pristine white the whole time. And we never have. It, it's probably the first time we ever saw blood on a stormtrooper. Plus so. the idea is that first shot where, where they're all gunning down the villagers and they're burning it. Like, that's to make you really hate them. Like, okay, they're not just... Yeah, I know, mean, that's they're, that's they're, kind of uh, ham-handed, I mean. Right. I mean, but... I, it's, you, know, able, you know, you know yeah. what... It, that that scene was a parallel to the the the, the first scene in A New Hope when uh, Darth Vader rolls in and he, into onto uh, the ship and gets Princess Leia and he's asking where are the plans where are the plans and then he says tear this place apart right oh, or, yeah. as opposed to you know kill them all kill them all is a little bit more on the nose tear this place apart you know that, that worked better for me but Kylo Ren gets set up pretty pretty easily uh, we're fine with him being a bad guy. And we think we know who's our protagonist in the first ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> first ten minutes? Yeah. Who do we think the protagonist is? You know, they set it up because you think oh, the, oh, the first. Yeah, yeah I, I would have said when I first started seeing it that it was uh, John Boyega. Because yeah. you see him first. Or no, not even. The, the fighter. The fighter guy. Because he's yeah, the yeah. first one that has the exchange about the map. And then the, oh. they... Sh- Poe. Yeah. And you, you don't see who, I guess, is... Uh, Ray for how long? A good twenty, no, twenty. Uh, ten minutes maybe, but 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 the first the opening scene with Poe really sets us up like, oh, is this our it's guy? Him. Is yep. this our guy? Because I thought he was going to be the Han Solo. He's the guy who looks like Han Solo, and he actually has a little bit more of that comedic uh, uh, voice, right? You he know? totally does. Um, and he had a leather jacket. And he had a leather jacket. <laughs> so. so we're kind of splitting the Han Solo between Finn and Poe, Finn and Poe, and they're they're homies in like. The movie at, at multiple times, but I don't know. Well, so then you're just add- adding Billy D in then, because he was kind of a levity too, right? Yeah. yeah. Billy D was a cool cat, and he, he dressed definitely. well. It's he dressed like, well. It's almost like Poe and Finn are almost the R2D2 and C3PO of this movie, because they're the ones who help carry us to the story that we actually need to. But you can't say that because I'm so in love with BB-8. I'm so in love with BB-8. DB8. Finn is more the audience because he's he's brought into the situation for and if you're seeing the movie for the first time you don't know, might not know these characters he's like oh and, and he's kind of like he's the guy who breaks the wall I think like he'll he'll be you know he'll say things like um, I'm blanking on it now of course but he'll use our language of this world that kind of feels weird like in a Star Wars universe but it makes us feel comfortable we can laugh because it's so they got my back but at a certain point when he's talking to BB-8 like hey you, you roll with my right, story right, like that, right. and the, and BB-8 gave a middle finger like you right. can see like the, where's the ear smiling and it was freaking hilarious the thumbs up I, I can't up. was it a thumb it was a thumbs up it was a middle finger I thought it was a middle finger too thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was loving well <laughs> it was well, a thumbs up whatever it was it, the, he had comic relief okay. that was stunning he goes you have a boyfriend you have a cute boyfriend like, yeah that was that was that was, that was fun you know i love the the light humor was present in in han in finn and in in poe so they spread that out i think that's a little jj abrams effect jj uh, abrams added a couple of things to this i think that were particularly his um the 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 rat tracks the the aliens that han is smuggling <laughs> seemed very very jj abrams oh, right yeah. they seem very super eight 
very Cloverfield. <laughs> very Cloverfield. Very Star Trek like reboots, right? You know, it yeah. did not feel like a George Lucas alien, right? Or a Disney alien. Or a Disney that alien. Yeah. I liked it though. Um, also, J.J. Abrams, I feel like it was J.J. Abrams' uh, influence to introduce missiles into the Star Wars Starfighters. We didn't have missiles before. Did um, we not? We did it. Missiles is like a... Yeah, who does that? What Actual are, well, missiles. Yeah, you might be yeah. running blasters. Like, no, it's ship. all lasers. The future's yeah. lasers. lasers. Missiles yeah. is like 20th yeah. century. Yeah, yeah, well, this is a science fiction Classic. film. I'm going to well, nitpick. Well, just because that movie is horrible, obviously. Have you guys seen there's a, a, a remake of the prequels done on YouTube? Somebody painstakingly rewrote the whole mm-hmm. things as a conflict where they uh, the, they found out that blasters actually could affect Jedi, but guns and bullets couldn't, and that was actually what the prequels were all about. I know, it's bizarre. <laughs> I've seen a couple of fan edits that were excellent. I haven't seen that one. What did we think of Han and Leia, their characters remade in this movie? Okay, can I go there and get hated right now because I absolutely love Leia, so whatever you hear, don't throw anything at me, but... I retract a little on what I said. I love them to death, but she was a little cheesy. I don't know if she was drunk on set, but the hugs <laughs> were a little kind of love boat. And But I love uh, her, so it doesn't matter. They have one great exchange where he's like, Leia, and she's like, don't. And he's like, don't what? She's like, anything. But I think for but the most part, Leia... You just know. love her. She's like your drunk aunt. It doesn't matter what she does. You just love her. So uh, like it's all is forgiven. But what What he's about... Like, he's like, you know, I forgot what he says to her, but she, she goes, same jacket, huh? <laughs> that <laughs> was great. But, but Leia is known for, you know, you know, speaking, you know, speaking truth to power. Like, getting, well, yes, that. And... Choking Jabba the Hutt. Yes. But for, for kissing her brother. <laughs> okay, keep going. What is Leia? What else is Leia known for? She's a seedy side. <laughs> she's dark. She's always had, had a freaky side, right? That's where Ren got his darkness from. But she from. makes things happen. Like, that's her big thing. She makes things happen, and she didn't really make anything happen in this yeah. movie. Which I, I think that's that was true. the big, that was the. She, she didn't make change. Yeah, I mean, in, in in a New Hope, she's speaking up to Darth Vader. She's speaking up to Tarkin. She's like. You know, only you would be so bold. Like she's, she's like, she's like laying in the cell. Like you can't kill me. She's like a force to be reckoned with. I just got chills thinking if it was her confronting Kylo Ren, how that would be different. If yeah. it was her and Han. And Han saw him kill her. Yeah, and like you know, well, that would do yeah. story. different, different. You know what? Don't I want to, I want to save. We're gonna, we're, we're, gonna, right we're gonna, we're gonna save a sec, a section for the podcast on fan theories. I want to save all that okay. stuff for later. Okay. Yeah. But I have a good section we'll do towards the end of like what we think happened and things but um right now i want to get to our plot like breakdown um on the script we usually do a three-act structure breakdown for screenplay based on the blake snyder beat sheet um the opening what what's that you have a question well i was just gonna know i was gonna say the opening actually dovetails for something that you started talking about before in terms of who the protagonist is and we started with poe and and his opening scene so yeah before we get into the beat sheet let's talk character right Poe opens the movie, but he's not the protagonist. Exactly. Finn is fooled, fools us a little bit, but it's obvious. We we all agree Ray's the protagonist. Slow burn yeah. for Ray, yep. But there is a sort of a protagonist handoff. I was talking to, uh, to Jeremy before this, and he said the lightsaber is like the protagonist baton <laughs> for a while. Uh, uh, Ray is the protagonist, but then she's like, "I don't want the lightsaber." They give it to Finn. All of a sudden, we're following All his story, yeah, and then, and then, it's like and then, fits the slipper. Yeah. Right, right. And then yeah. Finn's fighting Kylo Ren until until the lightsaber gets into 
Ray's hand. Now she's protagonist. So there's a little back and forth there. And um, and then Poe shows up every once in a while, and we're the cockpit with him, and he's protagonist. So right. I don't know. His job is to just blow up the Death Star. Yeah. He's <laughs> so the crawl, the crawl. What was it? What was your? You, do you have any emotional instincts that from when you first saw the crawl? Luke Skywalker has disappeared. Da da da. Thank you. That's the first thing in my head. Cause I, was, I heard all the buzz, like, is he in the movie? Is he out of the movie? And I kept thinking, if you give me, like, this long-winded thing to the very end to that last scene, I'll want to pinch or punch a pillow or something. But it was kind of like, uh, I'm just going somewhere else with this, but The Walking Dead, when everybody was wondering if Glenn was dead, yeah. and they started that episode with him getting away. And I was like, thank you. Because if I had been, same thing. I bite my pillow two, when people there, hold there, out there on me. There was two weeks. There was two weeks oh, in yeah, between where we were wondering if Glenn's still alive. Started yeah. The, yeah, but that was, it, it was, it was satisfying. It's very satisfying because yeah. it's out of my head and I'm just moving forward with No, the but story. also the idea of making Luke Skywalker the MacGuffin. Right. He's yeah, the grand right. MacGuffin, right? Uh-huh. That's awesome for a Star you're Wars movie. Protagonist, you're gonna like use him as the MacGuffin. Also, right? also, if you want to take, if you want to challenge the good guys in a Star Wars movie, take away their quarterback, their take away the baddest guy they have, you know. True. So that was just, it was great. Um, it's very a very short crawl. All we know is that uh, Poe is going to get. Um, uh, a, map. a map or something from uh, a friend of of the okay. resistance. resistance. Yeah. yeah. Um, our opening image. Anyone have the opening image? I mean, I have it, but we all have it. You remember the opening image? Thematic opening image. Well, yeah, and, yeah, and again, I, I think that the the scene with Poe receiving the uh, uh, map from Lars Lars. Max von Sydow. Where is it? The Ingmar. Uh, it's hard to Lorsan say. Teca. Okay, so yeah. Lorsan Teca. So, let me just read. In the middle of a desert, in the dark of night, inside a tiny tent, the old Republic ally, Lorsan Teca, gives a fragment of a map to find Luke Skywalker to a young man, Poe Dameron. Now, I, I wrote that out specifically and phrased that way because it's amazing how it absolutely mirrors the final image. Okay, which is for you? Which is for me, the final image. Um, on a watery world dotted with small islands, in the bright light of day, a young woman, Ray, hands Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber to his son, the now old Luke Skywalker. Yeah. It's almost like a complete parallel image, but mirror image in terms of the setting, in terms of the dynamic, in terms of the old versus young, old and in young. terms of a young man versus a young woman being played in it. Right. Again, it's that passing great off. Great of, matching, um, great matching opening and closing. Does anyone else have any and, and other versions? The first image is the crawl. The second Im- image is the Star Destroyer, the new Star Destroyer, blotting out the light of the planet, right? Um, for me, that was thematic also because you get the rise of the dark side, right? The Force Awakens part of the thing is the rise of the dark side again. Um, and you can, you, can, you, can, uh, you can bookend that with the closing image of exploding the, the Starkiller base, the same as in A New Hope. The opening image of A New Hope is the Star Destroyer chasing the Rebel ship yep. and the size of the Star Destroyer. Um, and then the closing thematic image of A New Hope is the blowing up of the Death Star. So that works for me too. Yeah. Again, so much about this movie thematic. Was, yes, the, the light and the dark is always going to be a part of it. But it was about that passing the baton. I like that. The, the thematic and, and Ray's rise. Right, and the, the Force Awakens itself, passing the baton from... 
from Mark Hamill and 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 Harrison Ford and right to 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 the new generation of of actors and 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 characters as well. So I like that. You have a theme stated. Anyone got a theme stated? I do. I do. I think it's um, again we're talking about parallels. I put the resistance having the key is something that Max said to Oscar when the, when he was passing. He was like you have the key in within you he's like no you have it like that back and forth and it was because the key was that piece of the map and the key was finding the jedi for the resistance so i think it was like a a double meaning there at least that's what i took i like that spoken in the beginning yeah five about five five minutes into every film there's a minor character who blurts out sort of sideways the, the theme of the film um in the blake snyder uh outline he calls it the theme stated. Do you have a theme stated? Lorsan Tekka, again. Tekka, Tekka. Um, he says at one point, without the Jedi, there can be no balance in the Force, and all will be given over to the dark side. So that goes right along with your block. I mean, come on, though. Yeah. Dark side and light side <laughs> theme, come on. Something. Well, the Star Wars film was pretty. It's pretty. Do you uh, have any a yeah. different one? No, it's pretty much clear cut. It's to to you know. Yeah. I had Tekka it. too, but it's a different line. He says, "You cannot deny the truth, which is your family." Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. That for me worked. That right? Because that's Kylo Ren's thing. That's <laughs> that's who who is who is Ray, if not an orphan who finds her new family. Wait, right? Is anybody rolling with the fact that Ray might be Luke's? Let's save that for let's save that for uh, fan theories. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. I I don't think so. I'm against that theory. Yeah. Um so not do that. what's the setup for our film? Uh you wanna go by what uh yeah, but you want to do setup, Jordan? You, why don't you do setup? Just basic. What's the first? Uh, what do we, what's the first act of our movie? Yeah, so we have um, plans for well, the missing piece of this map that's installed into BB-8, who is uh, left on uh, Tatooine two. Tatooine two, <laughs> Jakku. Uh, Jakku. Yeah. Um, and uh, bumps into, or rather, uh, Ray, a scavenger on this planet, uh, finds finds the, the droid. And uh, slowly realizes how important that this this droid is, and you know through uh, Finn landing there as well. And it's basically about uh, Ray. Kind of, um, uh, you know, we, we meet Ray on this planet. We we realize that she's been left there. She's counting down the days that um, you know we find out that tell her parents can potentially that she's been there. So because she's waiting for her parents, yeah. uh, who she doesn't know if they're ever going to come back. Um, we see her life. We see her that you know she has to constantly find odd things to sell to right. eat. So, so act one, we want to set up our characters. characters yeah. We want to set up what their flaws are and what their desires are, right? We take so, longer to set up Ray than we do Finn. He just, he kind of, we set up Ray, we spend some time with her, and then Finn kind of just... Well, we, first thing was we set up Poe, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> Which is like, I got to get I gotta get these plans back to the, the resistance. That's done very quickly. Right. But then we set up Finn. But that's, you're right. Finn wants to be, get out of the, uh, he's trying to get out of the army. Right. right, but the, the person that we're more emotionally connected to within yeah. the first act is Ray, just because yeah. we spend more time with her. Yeah. We, we see her making that weird food, which that was the most interesting thing to oh, me. Oh, beautiful. She, and, and we just see, you know, how lonely it is there and just lacks everything. That, that, that great image of her looking out over the horizon and seeing a ship yeah. leaving the planet, but she's yeah, yeah. staying. And if you want to see a parallel of her, like, last scene, she's driving the, the Millennium Falcon with Chewie to go find Luke, and then you start off the film, she's just, like, on this desert watching a ship and she looks off. at an old woman who's who's scrubbing parts, scavenging parts, yeah. and thinking, "Will I be old like, like that?" that. Yeah, the half man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the half man. The, 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 the literary device, the half man, where you see someone who's been through it before. What's the half man? 
Uh, it's when he, uh, our protagonist or one of our main characters gets a vision of what could be their self in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Was it named for Jaws, the half man? I don't know. Oh, okay. Sounds oh, good. Um, so, our, the setup also sets up the first order, right? As we don't know, and I still, I think we won't know. We don't know even at the end of the movie what the state of the universe is, and is the first order just breaking out? Have they been out for a while? Um, are they, you know, obviously they've spent time building a secret uh, Star Killer base, right? But we don't know where they are. We just know that they're the main bad guys. Right, and we know Kylo Ren, like Darth Vader, he gets off his ship and he's 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 looking to kick some ass, and he wants the plans. Very, you know, very uh, uh, similar parallel to Vader in the first uh, in A New Hope. So our setup gets us there. Uh, Catalyst, anyone? Just we also just before you leave the setup, we also get two very definitive uh, Save the Cat moments. Okay. Both for Finn and for Rey. Where Finn, where you get him, obviously just not killing. All, all the people that his other fellow right, it's a great moment where we see him not shoot and then he stares at Kylo Ren like I can't believe I'm a part of this with blood on his face yeah yeah so definitely save the cat and then yeah. BB-8 doesn't get sold right when, uh, when uh, Ray oh, has the opportunity to sell Ray, well, Ray actually saves BB-8 from the and from the other that, scavenger yeah, literally first, saves it yeah. and yeah yeah saves the, saves the robot right yeah. Yeah. are we talking about the catalyst though because no, that whole thing no, this like, is still set up. the fight that's when they kind of roll the when she says no and the guy says we need that droid because it's already word out that that droid's that's and then same time Finn rolls in that all kind of I think this is still set up well it's set up in terms of character but definitely because act one though I mean it's it's still act one Um, what's our catalyst what do you think um, that's what I thought. So ask him. Yeah, I mean, I, what did you think was I thought it was the fight yeah. in the scene when she has to make the decision to catalyst take the robot is the moment and go with Finn and go. The moment in the film where the 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 mission, the journey is presented to our main character for them to go on. Ray meets BB-8. I mean, when Ray meets BB-8. Oh yeah. wait, wait. Ray Finn BB-8 or the the Ray BB-8. Even just when Ray first meets BB-8 and rescues <coughs> him and then sends him off, that's the you know, refusal of the call. She doesn't want the adventure. She doesn't want this outside interference. She tries to send BB-8 off on his way and eventually becomes a part of something bigger. Now we got to say Finn because yeah. the catalyst, like, that's when she gets really shoved on the journey. Right. She still just has a robot mm-hmm. and possibly, like, more dinner, you know, if she yeah. takes him, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, as soon as she meets Finn, they're on it. You know, I, I Poe accepting Finn's offer to escape, right, is the break in a two for me. Right, and so if the catalyst comes before the break in the two, we have debate also for debate. Um, you know, I at, at, at this point in the movie, you, the protagonist confusion comes in. Um, uh, the first order is kind of like a break in is kind of like a break in the two. So then meeting is kind of a catalyst, and then a break in the two. But we revisit it with our new our real protagonist Ray when Ray meets BB-8. So there's kind of Depending on who's the protagonist, there's a couple right. different break in a twos here. Catalyst. I mean, different things fall into place yeah. in order to set things in motion. I mean, because there's great there's great debate um, between Poe and and Finn. Where, where that the moment where Finn's like uh, Poe's like, "Why are you helping me?" He's like, "It's the right thing to do. I need a ship. You need a ship." So there's debate there, but there's also debate with um, with between Finn and. Ray, because Ray, you know, Finn keeps pulling her with the by the hand, and she's like, "Stop doing that," you know. Out of here. Yeah. Um, 
there's a moment where I guess when does when does when does Ray say you know I need to go back to my planet? Constantly, yes. constantly. Yeah. <laughs> like she knows constantly, she needs yeah. to return to her planet because she's waiting maybe for her orphan well, family like, to arrive. Like, and like you said, I mean Han, Han Solo offers her a job, and she says no, I've got to go back. Like that's yeah. a very definitive echo of the call and the refusal again. Yeah, it um, also helps the fact that when we stop, she says, "Oh, I'm a pilot, right?" So uh, you know, you would say. You know, and Luke says this also in A New Hope, and I think Anakin, the prequel trilogy, you think, like, all right, if you're a pilot, why not just, like, how come up until this point you couldn't just run onto a ship and just pilot yourself off this planet? With her, there's that device where, no, 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 what if my parents come in and I'm not here? It just, it felt more real to it me. Like, no, yeah, yeah, there's an urgency to stay there and not go away or, any, you know, do anything. Um, it's keeping her. It's just, it's preventing her from doing anything. Um, so it was very interesting and, to me. And it enriches her arc, right? Because yeah. her arc eventually is about accepting what, what, um... Uh, Askanada says to her that you know your 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 uh, family is in the future; it's not in the past, which right. is great. Um, so, breaking into two. What do you have for breaking into two, guys? Breaking into two is the beginning of the journey, the beginning of our protagonist's journey into the uh, the the meat of the the second act of the I think movie. I might have gone too far. I don't know if you guys. I, I put when Ray and Finn meet Han Solo. They're already they, they stole the Millennium Falcon already. They, yeah, so they're in the air, but then they get sucked in by Han Solo because that's I that's, don't know if that's what I put. I mean, it's a choice. You're right, <laughs> but I think it's that is a choice. Movie. Well, really. I, I think we've passed that. No, 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 no. I think we're it's earlier. Because oh, what happens is yeah. Han Solo's cargo ship, whatever, sucks them in because he's getting his plane, his uh, yeah. his ship back, and that's not that far because that's when they get forced off. Because also. Getting back to the catalyst, she we disagreed. She doesn't want to go, but at the at that point we have a revisit of burn the whole village down. So she's forced to get out of there. She says, you know, let's take this ship because it's quicker. No, let's take that one. It isn't like she's saying we want to go on the journey. She's really forced out of her space and and intending to come back. So that's another reason why I call that the catalyst. At that point, when they go up, that's when they get meet up with Han or get sucked in by Han. No, the, the, the first order shows up. And starts shooting at, right. at both of them, so they, she, Ray, and Finn have to escape. Did you have a different? Um, yeah, I, I was gonna say, um, Ray gonna tune. For talking much earlier, I, I was gonna say stealing the Millennium Falcon, you know, is, is kind of getting him off that planet. They're looking for a ship. Oh, you know, there's one over there. Oh, that piece of junk. And then the thing in front of them blows up. Like, oh, yeah, it's the, which is a great reveal. Like getting on a ship and. Yeah. Leaving and, and going going to space is a great break in a tomb. It's same thing that happened with uh, with Luke. Luke says to Obi Wan, "All right, I want to go with you in the ways of the Force." They go to Mos Eisley. They get a ship and they go. It's also the first time these characters are working together. They don't know each other, but they're developing this like kind of rapport. Like, okay, you take the you know like they're they're you know she, he's taking the guns and you realize he's not so good at that and she's I like that very the much. That, yeah. the, the break in a tomb being the beginning of the partnership. Exactly partnership. Right up until then. Finn is pulling her by the hand, and she's right. like, "Stop, she's like, stop!" stop. So she's kind of debating right. the break into two, I think stealing the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, where, where do you put Everybody's Beast? Everybody's stealing that ship. Nobody buys it honestly. <laughs> like the yeah, history of the Millennium like Falcon is, it, it looks like yeah. junk, so nobody will buy it. But well, I'll steal it. All right. <laughs> um, isn't B story that kind of developing of that relationship? Yeah, I mean, that's also Ray the beginning Finn, of our really. B story, right? The B story usually kicks off after the the second act, right? Isn't Finn and Ray's friendship? Yeah, I put family connections because I went for like love, the love idea. You know, it's like always a love story, and I put down um, uh, family connections: Hans, Leia, Ren, and then Luke and Ray. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I said that. 
Yeah, Finn and Ray. No, oh, no, Luke and Ray. But I'm sorry, I'm, okay, I'm foreshadowing. That, I think but, it's a pa- when, when do we find out that Han in, and, and Ren... No, I, I don't know, but B-Story is, everyone is okay? within the, like, the, the linear narrative. It's just a separate story that's secondary to the main. And we're, right, but the B-Story will, will, will come back at the midpoint. It'll come back in the third act to inform us, right? Right. So what is that? What do you think, Alec? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I think our midpoint is sort of General Hux, like, deciding that the Star Killer is going to test its weapon. Um, and that only happens after Kylo Ren fails. Uh, so could the B story be Kylo Ren and, and versus Hux and, and nope? Because Kylo Ren comes back in the third act, too. You know, he kills... When, when, when he kills Han Solo. Spoilers. But that's still kind of, that's messy, because it's not, that's, you're, that's more like the A story, which is dark versus light to me. I don't feel like it's uh-huh. a, an independent beat. Well, and I don't know. You're, the entire you're my boss. Story. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I have, I have a hard think? time otherwise thinking, I don't know, what do you guys think is the B story? Audience, yell it out. Leia, the family. Anyone? He kind of, he's giving, you're feeling Leia, Han. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can move on. Audience is scared. I'm no, excited think, about I funny the, games. I, I think the, I think the B story is possibly the relationship between uh, Ray and Han, right? That family scenario, right? Oh, because that's something. By halfway through the Mentorship. movie, by halfway through yeah. the movie, Ray and Han, Han is, hires her onto the ship, and so you're thinking, "Wow, she's going to be the new, for, you know, second mate or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, but then Han's death comes later, and that kicks them into the third act. So it's kind of that could be a good B story. Yeah, because it has a definite connection to her, to uh-huh. Ray, and to her formation. Yeah, Han is the B story. Look at that. All right. Oh, like that's why I got the that. big bucks. The way she reacts. That's why he gets paid. B is for billions in this case. <laughs> the fact that he offers her, you know, a job as you know, you know, the, you know uh, co-pilot and things like that, and 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 then her reaction to Han's eventual death. Yeah. It kind of mirrors Luke's reaction to Obi Wan's death because Obi- right, Luke had Han is the mentor. There it is. Yeah. So, so in the original it. Star Wars was the B yeah. story, Obi Wan's backstory basically and, and it was learning the Anakin. force with 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 obi-wan eh, i don't know it was more like princess leia's story and the resistance uh which which would mirror more with the kylo ren situation so the a story which we haven't really discussed you're saying that's the, the, the a story is we got we got we got to get the plans to the resistance it's the same as a new hope right so we've got a plural protagonist mm-hmm. with all three of them then poe finn and ray Kind of generalize the A story, like resistance versus. Yeah. Then the B story is Ray's development, then. Yeah, I think Ray is definitely like developing as a Jedi and developing as as. Uh, awakening, as, perhaps. Hmm. Awakening. Her awakening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So All right. kicking off the second act, we're into the fun and games. The fun and games is a part is the first half of the second act where the <coughs> film, uh, the film. Uh, fulfills the promise of the premise, right? It's the, the stuff that we go to the movie to see. Where's the meat of Star Wars The Force Awakening? What were some of the beats in the fun and games, the first half of the second act? Jordan nailed it, I think, with Han Solo. When you said Han Solo is like your favorite part. Yeah, I yeah. I felt like that was total fun and games we first got introduced to him. Right, and he comes down, he's like, Chewie, we're home, and, you know, we, we have him interacting with our two new protagonists, and 
Um, yeah, I mean that yeah, whole that whole bounty hunters and exactly whole, you know that whole, sorry that whole like interlude where you get you get Han Solo back, but you get him with bounty hunters and aliens running down quarters. He kind of felt like I felt like I was dumped right yeah. back in the old movies. Absolutely. Exactly. Ray and Finn when they fight when they steal they steal the. Uh, Millennium Falcon, which was kind of our break into two, but I think we agreed. Then they fight off two TIE fighters and escape the Star Destroyer. That's like straight out of the New Hope, right? When right. when Luke and Han are fighting TIE fighters. You know, any part of this movie where there's lasers firing, that's fun in games, right? Anytime <laughs> when there's sh- starships shooting at each other, escaping each other, that's fun so in games. Oh, but also, there's, a, I mean, these smugglers that, that um, Han Solo, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are, the pirates that Han Solo is dealing with, like, they're not really crucial to the main story. But they're but they're there to say okay this is what Han Solo's been up to, which is great. That's yeah. one of those things that you always wanted to see. You heard Han Solo is like a legendary smuggler. Right. Isn't isn't that a great line when when um, yeah he's a legendary scoundrel as well. He is. All the good men are. Does anyone else think he's totally hot? Still hot out there? Thank you, thank you. Okay, I just need that. He's moment. got that silver fox thing going. Um, he was so very, he was energetic in this movie. I haven't seen I haven't seen Ray, Harrison Ford. Ray has like Ray has that uh, Ray and Finn have that great back and forth where you're Han Solo and and uh, Finn says you know the general from from uh, from the war and she says no the the, the smuggler like the legendary smuggler right. because what is she she's a scavenger right. And the scavenger is like a minor league smuggler, right? right? So she's heard of him in the smuggler territory. So getting the job offer from the legendary smuggler Han Solo is like the biggest job offer she can get. And also the fact there's a bit where you see, you know, um, you see Han Solo and he's talking about the Force and he's talking about how yeah, it's real, all of it. You know, yeah, you, you, you uh, get you get character in you know like three minutes, like you see where his character's developed over the past thirty years. He's like, yeah, I've seen some stuff. <laughs> like this is uh, this, this stuff's all real. Belie- now he believes in the force, right? right? Remember, he was just, he doesn't yeah. love it, but he's, he he mm-hmm. believes it. <laughs> so, and that's just just before the moment when they actually see the map, because the map is right. is all up there. Is that our midpoint though? When we get to that point, I don't think. So. Well, let's let's talk. Let me let me bust out a few more. Br- Fun and games. I'm gonna bust out a few more (laughs) fun and games before we get to the midpoint. Um, I think we got we got Finn finds the BB unit. Stormtroopers are after Finn and Ray. They steal the Millennium Falcon. It's kind of our break into two now. Ray and Finn fight off two Tie fighters. Han finds Finn and Ray in the ship. Han, Chewie, Finn, and Ray evade smugglers, and then the Rathars. Right? That's fun and games. A couple of aliens trying to eat you. You know, it was a little. I don't know. It was a little old school sci-fi. It's not exactly space opera sci-fi. I, I dug it. I yeah, it was fun. That. I like the moment. Calamari. I totally wanted to eat calamari watching that. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. It's just it sidebar. Like Sarlacc's out of the pit. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Realized Sarlacc. Yeah, I love when they go to light speed and it like rips the thing apart. That was great. Yeah. Han takes Finn and Ray to Maz Kanata's cantina. Right. We get a a new cantina scene. Right. <laughs> Moment of silence. Yeah. Cantina. Felt, you know, new. It, it was interesting. I thought it was gonna be like, oh no, no, another cantina. But the way we are brought in, it's it's felt like a new location, new aliens, new. Yeah, it was. It, it was good. It was. It was, it was a cross between the the Mosaisley Cantina and and Jabba's palace, right. and and we it's got some new aliens. Yeah, I was. I, I read on the web that the song that plays in it was written and performed by uh, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. It was. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. We have confirmation. Right here. Who's the man? Yeah, he's like the man. He's uh, known for In the Heights and Hamilton. When we, we walk into that cantina, there is like a wolf type character that's, that's walking around. And apparently that's based on an early drawing from Ralph McQuarrie. Those who don't know, he was the original concept artist for the original Star Wars. And a lot of the aliens that couldn't make it because of a you know, budget from the original, J.J. took those, art, those pieces of artwork and, and threw them into this cantina. If you remember from the original uh, Star Wars, the cantina, there was like a weird werewolf guy. Eventually got edited out by George Lucas when he redid the... I know. But that werewolf. was basically a cheaper version of what he wanted to do, and you see it in this movie. Side point, sorry. Um, so Han, Han offers Ray a job. Almost everyone there calls the first order. Like three different people call the first order when they see BB-8. Um, Finn leaves Han, Han and Ray. Like he decides, you know, I'm getting out of here. He has that Han Solo moment. He pulls a Han on Han, right? Han has that great line. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, he has that great moment where he's like, "You got bigger problems. Women always find out when you're lying, right?" Fantastic. So Han and has learned the something. The finger from BB-8, by the right. way. Um, but then we get we get a very pivotal moment for the character arc of Rey, which is when she's called to the lightsaber downstairs. Ooh. What do you guys want to talk about? You know, let's talk about this moment because it's, it's important. And there's a lot of uh, in this moment. There's a lot of uh, mythology, right? And backstory. Uh, and a lot of internet thank chatter. Thank God it was done well because I was totally hearing the South Park guys and Team America singing You Need a Montage. It was <laughs> like, okay, thank God it's a good montage, though. Training montage. They didn't really tell you, but it gave you a lot that, I don't know, that we just don't know yet. Right, bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. I, I love that it, it ended with Obi-Wan and Yoda. Their voices are in there. talking, right. And they brought back uh, Frank Oz to do Yoda's voice in there. And they, There's they, one they, line, right? What, is, what, do they, what does the voice say to Ray? Uh, it says, Ray, take your first line. steps or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it says, Ray, you're, you're, you're starting. I wrote it down. Take it's your the, first steps. It's right? the same thing Obi-Wan says to Luke yeah. uh, on a larger wow. journey. I, I, I have it written down somewhere here. Um, but Because Maz Kanata has like this wisdom, very Yoda-like wisdom for her. But it's a, it's a, it's a woman, little, car- a little alien, a female, little alien telling... Our, 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 don't say our small alien, yeah, with big eyes. Um, but but she has. But first of all, this this whole scene is reminiscent of Luke's call into the dark place of Dagobah, right? Where he is. First, it descends the staircase. Yeah, she goes down the staircase, and it's 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 this moment where Luke realizes that in his training, he's going to have to. Con- uh, uh, he's going to have to go up against Darth Vader, and so for Rey, it's you're going to have to accept who you are. Right, that you're part of this bigger thing. We get this lightsaber dream when she touches Luke's blue lightsaber. By the way, this is Luke's blue lightsaber, everybody. We have to talk about this later. You know, how do they find that thing? That's that's, uh, a, story a, that's a, a story for another time. We that right? Good point. Good point. It is uh, Anakin's lightsaber, which became Luke's, and and there's a lot of internet speculation on this. So um, Finn leaves Hannah Ray. Okay, the lightsaber dream. We see a prison wing, sort of. We see Luke and R two by the fire, right? We see Kylo Ren and the knights kill somebody, right? Presumably, presumably the Jedi's or maybe these the the Knights of Ren. We don't know. Um, we have a quiet girl that's pro- probably uh, Ray as a child, and her parents leave, leave her, but somebody's holding her and says, "Come with me, little girl." It's very much like they sold her into slavery or something like that. 
Um, you just hid her away. They hid her away. Yeah. You think she's hidden away? I don't know. It's possible. And then there's a flash forward to the snow fight with Kylo. Um, and that's all in the dream. And she comes out of it and she's like, I don't want that thing. Are the uh, the islands there in the water? Um, I don't know. I, I watched it very carefully the second time. Like, there was the one thing I took notes in the theater because I thought there was a lot in there. It turned out there wasn't that much in there. Kylo Ren reference. That's one of the things he pulls out of her head is that image. Yeah. So it is yes. part, still part of the vision. Right, when Kylo Ren says she's, you see a lake and you see green and stuff. Islands yeah. in the water, yeah. That's beautiful. Max tells Ray. Okay, so the, after the lightsaber dream, Max tells Ray to forget uh, her family and find Luke, right? The belonging you seek is not behind you. It's, it, it is ahead. She knows Luke. She says, who, she says, who's your future? And he, she says, Luke? Like, yeah. Like, so there is a connection between Ray and Luke. Ray is seeking out Luke Skywalker, not just because everybody else is, but because that's her future. It's her destiny. Uh, but she rejects the lightsaber. Is all this built into the, to the midpoint? Yes, and the midpoint, I'm right, I'm right at our midpoint. I think the midpoint is when we cut away, General Hux gives the Nazi speech, stormtroopers give like a Nazi salute, um, and the Starkiller base fires, a la a, like a nuclear weapon, as if the Nazis yeah. got a nuclear weapon. Anyone watching Man in a High Castle? Anyone? Yeah. yeah. It's very much like uh, what, what would happen if the Nazis got a nuke before uh, they, the Allies. Wow. Um, I think that's the midpoint for us because now I that the Starkiller base is operational, the, the stakes are raised, um, and the at the same time the Forced Order arrives on Maz's planet, and they start to destroy the cantina, and then we're off into the second half of the second half. That's not all bad guys close in. I thought, but, but the moment for me, it begins, bad guys close in. The, for me, the, mid, with the destruction. It the begins with the, the, the Death Star, or the, the Star Killer base destroying, the destroying planets. It was like three planets that destroyed at once, right? Or something like Five ish. Yeah. yeah. They, up, they upgraded that thing. It was like, they definitely was upgraded bigger. the Death Star. You know, what was so, you know what was interesting to, I'm sorry, you know what was interesting to, to kind of note, though, is that if you watch New Hope, you know, and crappier effects, obviously, but you're watching, you know, Leia watch, you know, as older on, it gets blown up. It's like had some like weight to it. You're like, oh my god, that's crazy. And here you have like three planets that we don't even know about that we've never haven't been on, and yeah. they just get blown up. And, and we you have one shot. Some, we cut to some people right. looking at their death about to happen, but we don't know any of those people. Right. We knew Leia cared about Alderaan. I mean, it's, again, it's a nitpick, but it's just it's not an important enough, uh, enough of a moment. No, it, but it's a good storytelling point. We don't care if pe- people die if we don't know anything about them. Right. Right. We're not connected to them. It was kind of strange choice not to use a planet that we already knew. Right. System that we already knew. Or Something established in the previous movie. They could have yeah. blown blown up Jakku. Do we need that planet anymore? Oh yeah. I really do. don't think we need that planet anymore. Exactly. Although, what would you get out of blowing she up Jakku? Right? Like, I, I, yeah, or I Coruscant, the, the a big sand of, you know. Yeah, Coruscant seems to be. That would have been great. You wipe out the prequels. Oh, wipe out wipe <laughs> out Coruscant. And we statement. Or, wipe out or, the prequels. Or Naboo. Come on. <laughs> okay. All the gun guns. Did we talk about why Naboo should just have been Alderaan? Wasn't that on one of the, the uh, podcasts? Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> bad guys close in. First order arrives. This is bad guys close in. This is the second half of the second act. That's when the, the stakes are raised. There's a ticking time clock where the the, the teams uh, split up. Where where our heroes' gifts are no longer useful. Um, I put this a countdown. When you said ticking clock, yeah. the countdown felt like bad guys closing in when they started for the second round of nukes. Yeah, once once the death the Star Killer base is yeah, I'm gonna keep saying super Death Star, hyper yeah. Death Star, star three. Triple Death Star. Yeah, well yeah, what do you want? 
talking about that as one of the biggest flaws is that like really you couldn't come up with something more original than create a giant ball of death to fight and destroy like I mean yeah that... I mean it's kind of a conceit we kind of kind of it's like the, the the A plot of this film is the same as A New Hope right it's the same story it's the same plot with a variation right, right? the main antagonists it's basically Darth Vader's you know as right. a young man Right and and uh, and Tarkin in in General Hux and Poe is the em- is the Emperor and they've got a big ass Death Star so there's really I mean whereas the first movie that's the lead up it's like we got to blow up the Death Star this that's not the point of the the end the, the end scene is Ray Finn Kylo Ren it's the, the, them battling Kylo Ren the bad guy there the it's backdrop the backdrop of that is them blowing up the Death Star three by the way right right. Right, and that's and we don't even cut away to it. That we cut away twice. Oh, I'm sorry, we cut away to it twice, and it's not like a big like when they leave. We're like, all right, we did it, and we're like, okay. But the bigger yeah. the bigger relief is that Kylo Ren is at least knocked out for the time being, and they can get the hell out of there. You know, Han actually makes fun of it. it the movie makes fun of itself. He's like, can't we blow it up? There's always a way to blow it up, right? <laughs> like we've done this twice before. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, would I, would I have liked a you know completely original A story? Yes, but there were so many. Um, homages that this film was able to pull off because they're doing almost the same A plot and like Jordan was saying you know since we have new characters that we care about having a a a a a, a, a reef you know reinvented sim- similar A plot gave us this opportunity to homage the crap out of the original movies and it really I don't know as a fan it it, it got me excited and if you're not a fan then you haven't seen this A plot before so well, I don't know. Like it's oh, like you know, Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. It's like the dark side's always going to be making a new Death Star and a new Death Star. Yeah, yeah. And, so it's, and this it's, one's bigger. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be funny if the next movie they just make a bigger Death it's Star. Even, but it was definitely it was definitely a J.J. Abrams Death Star because there was science involved, right? Where he sucks he sucks the this the sun into the planet and then he shoots it out yeah yeah it it, it looked a lot like the special effects from the Star Trek reboots although it has the added uh, benefit of you know um, as as the Starkiller is getting ready to shoot the resistance base the light you know the sun goes out like the dark side is actually winning because light goes to dark so it has that added metaphor it, it yeah. would have been cool if you know the, a cooler weapon was wasted uh, um, in Star Trek uh, 2009, where he, they drill a hole through the core of the planet and place a, like a black hole device, and they they implode the planet, which is like an interesting take. It's like oh, instead of blowing a planet, let's implode it with a smaller device. It, it just seemed like oh, that, that is one of the the biggest biggest differences between Star Trek and Star Wars. Star Trek. Implode. Star Wars explodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Let's keep it that way. Okay. Let's 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 have some boundaries. Here. There we go. There okay. We go. Is there something to be said that, like like I was saying, J.J. Abrams is, is is in this entire movie playing on our expectations. Right. And he needs to layer in these things that we're expecting and that we've seen before in to order to say, us. I want you to now take a look at the same story from a different point of view, from yeah. a different angle, yeah. in a different way. And that see too, how it all works. of this it can works work because different. his variations on this plot that we're supposed to know are how we 
experience the movie somewhat differently. I think so many of the things that people are calling plot holes or problems with the story are intentional and, and part of right. it. I don't know about no. that. I don't well, know. Well, things about like that. that. <laughs> and again, things like the idea that people are complaining that Ray is too powerful and just uh, becomes this force user out that. of nowhere. Okay, Whereas I want to get to fan theories. Can I zoom through bad guys' yeah, yeah, yeah. clothes in? Yeah, let's do it. Anyone disagree with me when bad guys close in, uh, let me know. First Order arrives on Maz's planet, right? Destroys the cantina. Ray fights stormtroopers in the forest, protects BB-8. Han and Chewie fight with a crossbow. Han's like, wow, that's a great weapon. Like, he never picked it up before. Finn fights with a lightsaber. Ugh. I just, I wish they hadn't given Finn the lightsaber in the whole movie. They needed Except to they do were, that. They were, it's a better build-up They were setting up that moment. They were setting up that great moment, yeah. Um... When Resistance shows up, Poe isn't dead, you know. Uh, we're like, who's that guy? Oh, yeah, he is in this movie. Right, right. Uh, the Resistance beats the First Order, but Kylo escapes with Rey. He f- steals our, our princess. So she does get sort of a traditional um, uh, female character uh, ending Whatever. there. What do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> She gets Am I kicked like up. That? No, I mean, she, I mean, it's like what? She's, she's the yeah, biggest. Right. Bat, she's the, the biggest girl in the room. You know, you brought up your your your. Uh, I feminist mean, stuff. I get it. The yeah. strong female protagonist gets knocked out, picked up, and thrown in the torture. You know machine. what? That just happened because you boys need that. We need that. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's playing on the expectations because yeah. well, she doesn't get out of it in the normal way. That's true. Because That's she, true. it isn't like she just discovered. She's always had the force, so she the whole kid. Well, she gets a. I, I love them. She does get. See? You know, you when she touches the lightsaber, <laughs> touching the lightsaber is the titular moment. It's the awakening, sure. right? And so slowly, her her powers become. Is that the awakening? I believe so. I when believe does Snoke say it? Snoke says it as a particular time. There, after, there is an awakening. Yeah. That's it. Later, the yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, it, the the touching of the lightsaber, the calling to it, and the touching of it, is the awakening. Let's get meta here. There's a lot of awakening. Film, right? Yeah. Finn awakens to to the reality of like this is this is bad shit. I gotta I guess not be a stormtrooper. This is wrong. Um, you know you have. Uh, it's the, but it's called the Force Awakening. It's not just the, like you know the the, <laughs> well, the, the morning the, the morning awakening. awakening. The Finn awakening. The Sunday morning awakening. Ray awakening. What's the Force? Uh, my hungover <laughs> awakening. Yeah. Well, we all have the Force. Oh wait, wait, <laughs> slow down. It's the Force. It's actually not Ray. It's not Luke. The Force is the. The Force, so it, the Force Awakening, not Rey Awakening, but the Force Awakening. Right. But it's but but there's no other Jedi in the galaxy except for Luke, who's off on a planet. Um, he's on. Fantasy I think there's Island. a transsexual like Jedi somewhere Island? out there. But, but We're gonna Snoke flip says, your script. Snoke says there's been an awakening. Have you felt it? Like and you know, it's it's Rey. Exactly. It's a presence. I think though. it's Rey. Right. Uh, it's I don't know if it's a person. Well, okay, fans will get into that. I think the Force is is a force. It's it's a yeah. an entity. And the Resistance shows up. Poe isn't dead. Resistance beats the First Order. Kylo steals Rey and escapes. Okay, Kylo kidnaps Rey, f- freezes her, gets the map God, in her... He hasn't seen this yet. Gets the map in her head, right? And uh, Leo shows up and hugs Chewie. Right? Um, the Resistance return to their base. Finn hugs Poe. Finn asks Leia to help him with Rey. BB-8 map is incomplete. We can't find Luke. You're pre-Bad Guys Close In. All this. this is all... No, this is Bad Guys Close In All Is Lost. To me, Bad Guys Close In starts with the First Order, so... Okay. Um, for me, the biggest... The, I mean, when Han dies, it's in the third act. It's not the yeah. low See, point. That's not the low I, point. I, I That's why... It, it, you know, the problem is the obvious low point is Han's death, but it's not... It happens far too late in the film. The closest thing to a low point is kidnapping of Rey. I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. When Rey is kidnapped and taken away, that's the low point because we get we get a bunch of um, 
of Dark Knight of the Soul after that, because uh, after Leia and Han get together after that, they, uh, Le uh, the Dark Knight of the Soul moments are Han yeah, I, talking to Leia about their son, like yeah, we I, lost him. I have three, the three moments of despair for Dark Knight of the Soul. Finn despairs that Rey's been captured, the Resistance despairs the loss of the Republic Senate, yeah. they, that happened, yeah. and Leia and Han despair at the loss of their love and the loss of their son to the Dark Side. And you know what the whiff of death is? The loss of the Senate and three. No, they 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 uh, they take they take the uh, the cover off of R two and he's in a coma. He's not it's like he's coma. dead. Yeah, yeah, R 2s in a coma. He just needs a better Duracell. He makes he's an not, awakening. He's an awakening. R <laughs> two's <laughs> awakening. Yeah. Um, then Kylo Ren interrogates Ray. What a great moment, right? When he takes off his mask for the first time, he wants the the map. Um, don't be afraid. I feel it too. Was there a romance between them? Did you see that no. line? No. Yeah, I think there's something. Don't be afraid. I feel it too. That was number. Hmm? It's no something Ren wants. No, between Ren and Ren. Not. Yeah, yeah. There might Ren, be a there might be a relationship that he's aware like, of that that she isn't like. I'm, I I was when we'll get the fan theories, but I'm thinking maybe like either a sibling I'm or a cousin or you know things like that. Like maybe he he senses that she's close, you know, biologically. I don't know. Yeah. General Huck states they know the location of the resistance, which comes out of, I don't know, nowhere. Um, Snoke says, prepare the weapon. Snoke says, bring Ray to him. Ray escapes using the Jedi mind trick, which was awesome, yeah. right? But, like, it just came to her. It's just like, hey, I am powerful. Like, I didn't see any build-up to that. Or, or you, you know those movies where they, like, they uh, carry, case in point. Notice how she stared at a few things. She made a few things flop. Or the craft. They... they teetered with it before they were full on like I got it with their craft it felt like that just came out of nowhere right. a or little she's bit remembering it but remembering from what uh, 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 okay well uh, I don't know uh, what's our break in the three what's our when does our third act begin yeah, I'm so behind I mean, it's so like it's storming yeah. the tower so it's making it's, the it's very storming the tower it's the same as a new hope it's like we're gonna go um we're gonna save. We're gonna. Uh, Finn tells RTD Han. Finn, Finn no. tells no. Han, "I can do it. I can. I can. I can save you guys." Um, and then the third act is X-wing fighters, hands attack on the thermal thing, and Ray versus Kylo. Finn Ray versus Kylo. Yeah. Awesome. Was it? Uh, and real quick, was it bothersome to anyone that you know the backdrop of the Death Star blowing up? You have Poe flying. You know they blow it up, and Poe's like, "Job's done here." And that was the exact line. He's like. It just felt like, really? Well, Kylo Ren's still there. There's still this evil, you know, in the universe that you haven't fe figured, you know, figured out. But he's What's... not that deep. He's just a fighter. You, might, got you might be right. Yeah, he's not even aware of that. You're right. Okay. And, and he might just be he's aware of Kylo a main Ren. character. He's missing right. half the movie. And for all he knows, <laughs> Kylo Ren's dead. Got, yeah. He got, he got right, right. Missing. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. okay. I just felt emotionally it was like, oh, really? So we're we, done? We got, through our, <laughs> we got through our beats. Let's do fan theories, guys. Let's do uh, fan theories. And, and feel free to comment by, you know, to vote against through moaning. Or do uh, things with them, not me. Uh, who who uh, who are Ray's parents, guys? Anyone? Um, What's the story with Ray's parents? Luke. It's Luke. I, I don't it's think Luke. So. Luke. It's or his uncle. Or he has something like to that, do with it. You know? Is is Luke? Are Luke and Ray related? Raise your hands in the audience if you want that. Yeah. Okay. There's some there's there some takers. Go. I don't know how I feel about it. It just seems um, like. Who else could Ray's parents be? 
someone we haven't seen yet. Um, yep. You know what it is? If they do in the sequel, like, oh, and I'm your father. It's like every movie, someone else, is a, there's a reveal of a father. Well, it's gonna I be mean, yeah, why does everybody need to be related? Right. And J.J. Abrams specifically makes a point to say that the Force is bigger than just bloodlines. It, it, it flows through all of us. Absolutely. Yoda and and if you believe the prequels, if you believe the prequels at all, there's, plen- there's plenty of people with the Force. Michael well, said it was on the planet. The, he knows about Luke, you know. Right, so Tekka... He Te- and he's an elder, yeah. Tekka is on the planet. So there is something that says that maybe maybe she... Maybe Rey was put there to be guarded, mm-hmm. and that Tekka's there guarding her the mm-hmm. way Obi-Wan was sort of looking over mm-hmm. Luke. Yeah. So maybe her history is deeper. But it could also very well be that she was sold into slavery... The way um, Anakin's mom was, you know? Anakin's mom was sold into slavery. But, it, like, why can't we think that it's totally connected to Luke? Doesn't have to be a ch- family related, but, like, he saves her because he. Fi- you know how, like, Yoda Kismet found Luke? The same thing, Luke might have found her and just kept her to side knowing she was special. Or sent her, you know yeah. what I mean? Put yeah. her away. But somebody must have told her your parents are coming. I don't back. think we. Anybody have a quick yet. one-liner? That's Anyone? That's true. Recommendations? What do you think? Who's who's Ray Ray's related to? What do you got? She's a Skywalker. I definitely, even if she's uh, Han and Leia's. You think she's a Skywalker? You think she's a Skywalker? Yeah. How? In what what connection? Because she has Jedi powers. Because she got the, the lightsaber, it was calling. To and it her. called to her, and it's and it's, it's like Luke's. All the Skywalkers, that lineage. Who do you think? Jedi. And there was the connection between her and Kylo. You're saying she's just a Jedi. Yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty for us. In the back. Speak up. That's true. That's true. Same bloodline. I. She doesn't have to be related. I, le- I was actually really touched by Maz Kanata saying, look, stop looking at your past. You're not who you're, you, who you are is not your past. If you had bad parents who like sold you into slavery, that's not your future. Your future is in your new family, right? Wait, but has it, this is what I want to know. And that's, the, that? that's the mistake, that's the mistake that Anakin couldn't get over, right? True. Right, in the prequels was that he couldn't get over, you know, his higher calling. He was stuck in the past. He was stuck in the fact that his mother was a slave. His mother was killed. He couldn't get over that fact, and so he had to break the rules. He had to marry Padme, have his own kids. Like that was that was his beef, because he couldn't get over who he was in the past and become the the the, the chosen one until Revenge of the uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Is anyone secretly hoping that she goes to the dark side and becomes like the most? <laughs> I know. I totally. I was just like. Ray goes to the dark side. Who comes more, to the light? Who Ray comes to the light? I, Finn. It, I don't. I don't. No, I was. I would be Kylo. Oh, I, Kylo I, comes I back think, to the I light. Was like you always kind of think the bad guy's stronger, and she's totally stronger. And right now, she doesn't have any attachments. And the first person that pisses her off could take herself. She could do the Anakin arc. She could go. She could go to go negative. Yeah. Well, again, if they're gonna. I mean. Empire Strikes Back set the standard for the darker sequel, right? The darker yeah. second sequel. So, and Ryan, Ryan James, that is Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson who's directing yeah. Episode Eight. We already have a director on it. Kasdan, right? No, we have the marketing done. Oh, we have a completely. All right. So, what are the other fan theory questions that we need to think about? Where? What was Luke doing? What was Luke up to? It. Um. 
he was just hanging out on, you know, that you know, island. He, looks he like just he needed some downtime. Right. He's working on his tan. He was, yeah, he was just like looking at the ocean, no, and just hanging out. Meditating, he yodels. He went to a yoga retreat. I like that. A Yoda retreat. Yoda, a Yoda retreat. retreat. <laughs> what was he doing? Anyone? What is I Luke he was up to? Have his eyebud, you know, your buddies. Kylo. Kylo. Yeah. And after that failed, yeah. Said, well, yeah, you know, it, sa- it sounds like Luke failed the same way Obi-Wan failed training Anakin. And he thought, you know, that, that actually could resonate. Like, oh, I failed training a Jedi, and now he's going to end up just like my father ended up. So it's as if he, when you, when, when, if Luke starts to train Jedi, he's trying to do the job that Obi-Wan did better. Well, not just Obi-Wan. Yoda did the same thing. Yoda put himself in exile yeah. after he screwed up. A lot of guilt right? going on with Jedi. I know. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, it is stated that Luke went looking for the first Jedi temple, right? And uh, it, if, if you look at the, the film score for The Force Awakens, which I'm a fan of, I'm a score geek, the, the, the theme that's playing in the last scene are called the Jedi Steps. Right, so that could be the first Jedi temple there. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm not sure what significance that has. If it's the first Jedi temple, what do you mean? I mean, well, again, the, the Yoda went to Dagobah theoretically because it was a, a planet strong in the Force, naturally strong in the Force, and so, he could hide there also. Yeah, but it had that natural Force presence, so it's possible that the Jedi temple is going to be in some place similar, <laughs> a, a verdant world full of life, full of water. It was like watery. Right? Yeah, it was a complete water water planet. Okay. It, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, him just hanging out there, you know, all this time without doing anything, it doesn't seem like the Luke we we know. You know, Luke we know would be like on a ship, like I'm, 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 I'm saving the day. So, you know, we the things that happened in the past really had to scare the crap out of him saying, all right, yeah, I'm well, done. So this begs the question, what happened with Kylo the training Ren? Center. What do you think happened at the new generation of Jedi? Um... Were they called the Knights of Ren and Kylo was just one of them and then he turned on them? Or did Kylo start his own, like, little dark Jedi Sith troop afterwards called the Knights of Ren? With what, jazz hands. What I think happened is that um, Kylo Ren was trained by Luke in the way that he thought he needed to be trained as a Skywalker, but Kylo Ren had too much of his father in him. Right. Uh, too much of... Too much of, Vader. Too much no, of his grandfather. No. Too much of Han? Han is a smuggler. Han is not he's the light rogue? side. He's a rogue. He's a rogue. No, but Han's not a bad guy, though. He's but he, just was. Kind of, but he, he was. But he was. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was. Selfish is not like killing people on a planet. That's a different kind of dark. Yeah, but you yeah. Give, if you give Han, the, the selfish Han Solo a bunch of power, he could definitely go the wrong way. I'm, I'm not buying that. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I feel like there's something darker that's not, I mean, no. Also, who's no. Snoke? You know, how powerful is he to be able to... You know, con- you know, convert some, uh, bring someone over to the dark side. Like, who is this guy, and how ancient is he? Does he go back way before the emperor? You know, the theories are that he was the emperor's uh, teacher. Oh, is that right? That he's Darth Plagueis. That he is really. That, I mean, again, this is the theories that are One going. One of the internet theories. Okay. Wow. He's Plagueis. Yeah. Wow. So he matches the actual. Interesting. Pictures, so. And he's not really that big, right? Seven feet. He's seven feet. I was going to say it would be interesting because the projection of it is of him being really tall that if in reality we find in the next movie he's like this little short a little yeah. that was going to be a mini movie yeah. that would be great if, we, if that's the big reveal like all the Jedi Masters are Yoda sized 
But if, right. you look, if you look at the, the uh, cover of the book that's called Darth Plagueis, it's a giant projection of Plagueis' head. It looks very similar with Palpatine kneeling before him. Oh, much wow. like Much like uh, Kylo Ren. So again, it could just be echoes of it, or that could be the direction that they're I'm not they're so interested in Snoke. I'm a lot more interested in what happened with, uh, with Luke's uh, new generation of Jedi. Um, and... But whatever happened, it split up Han and Leia, and it sent Luke to the other side of the universe, which begs the other question, how new is the First Order? If the First Order was was back, and the Empire was back, Han would not be out smuggling, and Luke would not be getting a tan. Like, I don't care w- what kind of emotional stuff happened, they, they would have assembled, right? So I think the First Order... They're coming out like this. This midpoint where they where they where they blow up the five planets. I think that's the first order's coming out party. I, I don't know. Um, I haven't read any of the the aftermath book. There are several books that do take place after Return of the Jedi that say kind of what happened and that the Empire kind of shattered into small factions. Is my understanding. So yeah, I don't know that they are, just none of them are canon anymore. No, the new the ones new are. Ones are yeah. Oh, the aftermath. Yeah, the aftermath books and Shattered Empire are all canon, and they're in the new story. And again, it's the idea that it's just the empire was not this one big empire anymore. It shattered into these smaller factions of power. So these generals, who were generals under the empire, still had armies. Yeah. So it's kind of more Game of Thrones, like where you have. There the is one armies. line in in some C three PO drops a line that's that I missed the first time, um, but. Uh, when he says uh, when when the star killer base is focused on the resistance base um, he says without the republic's fleet we are no match for them so the republic has an army apparently and the resistance is doing what i don't understand i don't right, understand right. either completely yeah who are they resisting if anyone's resisting it's the first order right i don't understand the naming of it does anyone have any theories on that Money yeah. from that planet that got blown up. Yeah, it's 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 definitely left out. It's definitely left out. Um, not so important for our character arcs, but make, it makes us want ask the question: um, What does what is Snoke's final plan? What does Snoke want? Right. Snoke. I don't get the Snoke. 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 <laughs> like Coke, but Snoke. Nope. <laughs> Snoke. Um, so I, I think. I don't know, but I, but what's interesting is that he doesn't seem to have a clear, like, he doesn't seem to be that mysterious, because everything he's tried in this movie is like, all right, let's blow up, uh, let's blow up some planets, uh, all right, let's try, get, give me, give me Ray. like, she seems to be interesting, like, I don't know, I, you don't get a, an understanding that he has a great grasp, or, like, vision of, like, let's do this, or, like, the Emperor was like, everything was methodical, everything was like, okay, I, I have this vision, I, here, it was interesting, it just seemed like he was asking them to do evil things, but... There was no feeling of like I have a larger plan here. Like, what's the plan? Okay. Right, right. I no, mean, I take over the galaxy right. is a pretty good plan. Sorry. No, I, this is like back end. I'm going back to marketing, but I I think J.J. Abrams was really smart. I thought I think if he didn't just kind of redo one of the older ones, but did a totally new plot, people would have lost their minds. And this was basically just laid out there to say who do you like the most, and him deciding okay, I'll mark based on marketing this character, this character, this character goes to the next well, one. There, there's actually truth to that because the original draft of the script 
was written by Michael Arndt, screenwriter right. for um, Little Miss Sunshine and Toy Story 3. He's a big shot screenwriter in Hollywood. His was, first draft was a totally new mythology, and it got... The studio said, this is nice, we're going to take elements of it, but we need to redo the series. We need to bring everybody in. We need to focus on Han and Leia a little bit. We need to bring them in so we get our fan base in. And Lawrence Kasdan was brought in to write the new draft. So talk about the Triangle of Weirdness. What's the Triangle of Weirdness? It's from a book on uh, video game design, and it talks about when creating stories for, for games and that, but in stories in general, that there's this Triangle of Weirdness where you have... Uh, characters, location, and story. Mm-hmm. And you can only make one of those new and different and interesting. At a time where it feels weird? Or it just throws you off your, your balance. So the other two need to be kind so, of rooted so in So what, what did we do? What, what is the weird... The characters are the one difference here? Right, we have new characters. It's basically the same... Same story. Story, basically the same Same location. settings. Yeah. yeah. But the story is something that's... That, that interesting the theory. New. I like that. You want, to do questions? you want to do questions? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hey, guys. So for our live studio audience and anybody online wants to ask questions about The Force Awakens, about screenwriting, about anything, you got to hit the power button at the bottom of that. Now is cha- now's your chance. Just hold it down. Big square button. There you go. We have anybody on the live, Chewy? We ask them if they want to submit comments. You can type it, or? No, it's not If anybody wants to ask some questions, we've got a mic up here. Come on up. Come on, up. Come on guys. It's the community time. Star Yay. Wars questions. Yay, not comments, not Woo. philosophies. Ask a question. Yeah. Keep it oh, simple. Man, yeah, go for it, man. Hey, how are you? What's your name? Hey. I'm Darren. I'm from Queens. Hi, Darren hey, from Darren. Queens. What's up, man? How you doing? I have one question. I was watching a film that me and, my fr- me and a good friend of mine, we're both Star Wars fanatics, and we, and we kept saying this. Based on the fact that The Force Awakens is about 30 years into the future, yeah. do you think Finn is Lando's son? What do you think, guys? What do you think? Lando, Lando, Lando. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, Just a theory. It's a question, yeah. I I don't. Um, No. Here's the thing. It could be... But God help us if there's only one strain of black out there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one black family. In the one black galaxy. family. One Jedi family. <laughs> this is a sad state of affairs. Right, they're related to Mace. Yeah. I never thought about that. Um, there's no evidence of that. No, actually, there is, there is a definitive no on that because again, it goes back to that um, pod thing. Right. They're like we birthed. was taken from his family. Taken from a family he'll never know. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh. We just shrink the universe too much, though. See, it's the, yeah. Do we really want do, Lando? Do we? We want Lando back. I, I like Lando. Oh, I, I would I love him. I love yeah, Lando. I love. He, he was a oh, lot of fun. He was. He was amazing. He was a great sidekick to Han. So he, um, it, it, I, I want to call now. I mean, yeah. I don't think so. I think that's too simple, and that would be very one-dimensional to like. The, 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 the two black guys in the entire galaxy were related. But my question is, would would people freak out if uh, Finn and Ray actually get it on? There's definitely there obnoxious romance. Yeah, we didn't I, talk about that. Yeah, we did. There is a light. There is a light romance. That's there. a funny guy. Yeah, when he got hurt, she was like. She'll just have to be the alpha in the relationship. She'll be like, "I'll bring home the bacon and the brontosaurus and all the food." And does he cook? 
Awesome. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much. much. Thank you. Anybody else who's got questions? Come on up. Come on up. You can do it. Dun, dun, dun. Screenwriting questions, I w- I filmmaking like questions. Had a little bit of ask ask Christina what she had okay. for lunch. What? Don't do These that. These are all relevant. No, they're not. What do you got? Hey, what's your name? Uh, Nicholas. Really Nicholas, how are you? Hi, hey, Nicholas. mom. So, um, I wanted to know if you guys think Finn is going to be a Jedi or not because yes. Kylo Ren looks at yes. him what, like when they're Sometimes shooting up the town. Burn. So. Yeah. 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 And I think I think he might be. But what, my, what's your evidence? I mean, the way that Kylo Ren just looks at him. I mean, my friend was like, "Well, he didn't shoot," and like he looked at him because he didn't shoot. Yeah. But like he wouldn't just look at him over that. Like I think he might have a little bit of the force in him that he hasn't tapped into yet. Plus, like the way he wields the lightsaber is just there's something about it. Even though he's he like did all right against right. Kylo Ren, which I thought was either unbelievable if he has no Jedi powers or. Yeah. yeah, training. Training. So. He needs training. What do you guys? Thank you very much. What do you guys think? Again, he is a soldier. He was trained for twenty. Years right. He is a, a soldier. soldier. So I mean, he's got chops. He's he got some fight. Shot. Right. He's always looking for a blaster. Right. right. He's he's got strength. Yeah. Yeah. So any but you know he, he thought of it all as like video games in his training situations and training simulations mm-hmm. that they talk about. So yeah, he's gonna be a good fighter. But I don't know. He does I, kill I some people earlier. He. Yeah. So wait, here's a question about the force. You know how some people like are born pianists, like yes. they're virtuosos, and some people learn and are very well. Is there any rule that says the force can be learned or passed or? I mean, they make it or late awaken. They make it like a big deal that Luke is too old to be trained. They say that even Anakin is too old to be trained. That they need to be trained from a very oops, sorry early age to to harness the force. Otherwise, oh. it can sour. In the extended the universe, they talk about. Uh, People who are force sensitive, right? And if you're force sensitive, and you're trained, you could become a Jedi. But even force e- sensitive, when he said no, he wouldn't kill. Do you think? No. 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 Force not killing. Leia knowing that Han was killed. Kanata, right, is kind of force sensitive. She, but but even even the Jedi, there's Jedi who are like weak, and there's Jedi who are really really powerful. Yeah. Just don't say the M word. Midichlorian. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bonus. Um, there was a black X-wing pilot. So just let you know. Wait, what? In in the original trilogy. No, no. In the in the movie, was in The really, Force Awakens. Was she really black, or were they an alien? No, no. He was he was a black. There was a black guy, and then there was an Asian girl. There. Saw the Asian girl. Yeah. We watch it, I swear. I yeah. Watch yeah. It. Yeah, I like this, watch out, you'll yeah, miss the I, black pilot. I am a pilot. member of NAACP, so yeah. I will verify those facts. That might be Lando's son. don't have any talking? No, well, you're right, it's only a star, but yeah, I kind of agree. Other questions, who's got it? Yeah, come on up. Yeah, but he's Luke. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh my God. Big man right here. <laughs> if you don't like our answer, hit him. What's up? I'm Omar. How you guys doing? Thanks. Hey. Thanks. Um, oh my gosh, thanks for coming. Short, sorry. <laughs> Did you guys think uh, Boba Fett's gonna show up? Oh. Yeah, we were just talking about Boba Fett, right? Yeah, so it's one of the Easter eggs. Probably, but one of the problems <laughs> yeah, is is that you know the prequels like overdid Boba Fett with the whole Django mm-hmm. plot line, right? And they did a lot of the things we kind of wanted to see Boba Fett do, right? We get to see yeah. his weapons. We get to see him fly around. Um, in the form, in the in the in the proxy of Django Fett, and some people were, we were saying earlier that that 
Phasma is kind of the gen- the Boba Fett of this series, of this series. But what do you guys think? Will we see Boba Fett? I think they're gonna save Boba Fett for uh, one of the anthology movies. Uh, I feel like he might show up in like either the, in the next console. movie or yeah. the 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 last one. Are they so gonna give? I've read. Are they? But like, you gotta, like they still have like cloning technology, and they clone Robotics Django. And stuff, yeah. yeah. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if like he either did that or maybe he put himself in a carbonite bath and just kind of preserved himself. Uh huh. I'm surprised, honestly. I like the carbonite bath idea. Yeah. Yeah. The carbonite ba- bath a theory. Painful one. But. That's tremendous. Also, another question: What do you guys think? Uh, Luke found other force-sensitive like Jedi. What's that? What did he? He was training a bunch, like a new generation of Jedi. Where do you think he found them? Well, that's the thing, right? So, so, so the old, the old, the old Jedi when they had a temple and they had it's like a it's kind of like a university system, right? Like where yeah. you gotta you gotta have people uh, where we we were or more more like a minor league baseball or something where you go out and you have scouts like looking for for mm-hmm. for Jedi. Um, he, I'm sure, I'm sure it took him a long time because there's he was the only one. Yeah. In the new. Yeah, did you have a comment? Could that be why Luke went back to, for the first Jedi temple? Maybe because why? As a way to find new Jedi, as a way to connect to the younger generations. Maybe so he's got the Jedi cerebro there. Uh, yeah, some sort of form of heritage. How did they find? How did they first start out? Good question, right? It's like the the, the 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 Old Testament version of, of of the Jedi Bible, right? Well, how do we how do we find the original source, right? Where is it? Ten Jedi commandments. Ten Jedi commandments. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. We're almost in Raiders of the Lost Ark there. Yeah. The um the the new canon also talks about uh, Lars von. I keep wanting to call it Lars von Tecca. Yeah, I know Max von Tecca. Um, but he is supposedly part of something called the the Church of the Force. So there, right? there are other that organizations right? that aren't Jedi, but are still kind of They're like force priests connected. that support like, priests, a priesthood that supports yeah. so the, the Jedi. That may be one of their missions to seek out and identify. identify. Well, then that makes sense. That if that's true, then that's why Tekka was there because he, he, she, he knew about Rey, right. and he knew that she, he was, he was scouting Rey, yeah. you know, while he was hiding the map, the, the, the. Tenth of the map. Yes. The one little portion of the map. Yes. The little key of the map. The little tiny. The little scavenger hunt of so the map. So here's the thing. You always mention we we've talked. You guys having a moment there with that little. <laughs> I'm just saying it's ridiculous. Scavenger hunt is kind of ridiculous. R2 had the whole thing. Well, but he was in a coma, a droid coma. Remember? Anyone know why? We need to write a book called. He was really sad. By definition. Wait, we talk about, uh, before I lose my train of thought, about setting up your world. If I had never seen any of the Star Wars, do we think they did a good enough job in really explaining all the rules of this world? Good question. If you stand alone, see this movie, do you, do you get it? Uh, like, is there any part where they explain the Force, like Obi-Wan explains it to Luke um, in New Hope, where he's like, What's the force? Kanata well, the force says it to, 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 to Ren. She says, uh, that's right, that's to, right. To, to Ray. It's, she says yeah. it, it's, it's around us. Feel it. You know, it, it comes through you. So you can really just start here. Yeah. Han Solo does it too. And she even says to, that's right, Han says it. And then Ray, uh, when, when uh, Finn is like, I need a weapon, she hands him the lightsaber and says, you have one. Right? She's doing the Yoda thing here, which is cool. Um, another question. Last question. Do you think... Uh, like Luke is alone, or maybe Leia would learn how to use the Force in any of the next movies. Yeah. As a Jedi, so so one thing. What do you guys think? 
from what I've read again, the, uh, Carrie Fisher and J.J. Abrams have said that it was specifically a choice that she made over the course of her career to be a leader in not a Jedi to be a general, not a Jedi. Yeah. Well, also, if you if you believe any of the prequels, Jedi can't have kids. This is true, right? And wait, wait, what? The whole three movies was about that. Like, like yeah. we, I mean, we were so, so like frustrated by the dialogue. Like the entire arc is about. Is about is about Anakin not right, allowed to have a relationship and not allowed to oh, have not kids. Oh, supposed to. Right, oh, yeah. oh, you know, right. it's not like they were like. I thought they were like. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, I, yeah. No, but so. <laughs> so so they're not supposed to have kids, right? And so Leia has obviously has a son, so she chose not to be a Jedi. Right. But that's the other reason why we. I don't think Rey could be uh, the daughter of Luke because Luke is straight on Jedi. Yeah. He's full on Jedi. Yeah. Anakin. And she can totally Anakin's fall in love uh, with Finn and be like, we're going to have a baby. She can do total Hunger Games. Be like, we're going to have a baby. Okay. Make that choice. And that could be a choice. Why and then she won't be a Jedi. Everyone wants her just to be a Jedi and the strongest. She can be an evolved Jedi. Maybe she could bring home the bacon, have her lifesaber. I, I, I don't like this mythology. I think women could do more than just either have a baby. and Well, not that being a general and having a baby is a down, but I can't... I'm, I'm gonna have to talk to JJ. I just <laughs> that's it. I can't. Why wouldn't Leia have shown any like uh, signs of having the Force if it's so strong? If it's so she strong, she should have been able to uh, sense uh, it. I'm um, right. She has a lot I'm of totally the sensory, great. right? Like yeah. she noticed yeah. when, she when Han is killed, she feels it, right? She yeah. sits down the way Obi Wan did. Um, when Alderaan was destroyed, she feels Han's death. Um, she she knew Luke was alive in the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, mm -hmm. right? She's yeah. like, I can feel it. But she never she was never trained. But both of those feelings can also be traced back to familial ties. Like she loved him, so she felt when he died. She was Luke's her brother, so she knew he was still alive. Mm -hmm. But that's you know, I feel like she, the Force helped her with that. Well, did yes. anybody notice that Leia hugged Ray when she, when Ray got off the ship? Yeah, very ambiguous. Like, hey, very like, ambiguous. It was like, hey. <laughs> it was like, I was like, they know each other. There was a moment. Did, yeah. No, don't laugh at me. It wasn't. It wasn't a welcome no, no, to no, our no. planet hug. There has been a lot of written about this, and everything that I've read, and I, I agree, was that it was more. You are my new hero soldier who has yeah. done this, and you experienced the death of Han, who. Right, that's true. She was there. there she was there for was Han's like death. Yeah, like, that was with that. I don't think it was. A she knows about thing between her and. No, Rey, the though. very first hug. The very first hug, when they all yeah. get off the Millennium Falcon, when everyone's still alive. Yeah. Not, not when they first first meet. She's not there. There's a uh, there's a there's a moment, guys. In the first teaser, in the first teaser for the Force Awakens, there's a moment where. Maz um, hands a lightsaber to a woman that's not in The Force Awakens. It's in the teaser. Has anyone seen this? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I, it looks like it's either Leia's hand or Rey's hand. It's a, it's a moment where Maz, which is like obvious alien hand, hands the lightsaber to either Leia or... Ray, I think it might be Leia because it's like I a would Jones flip. if it was Leia. I would Jones Different to have a lifesaver hmm? in hand. Leave it wrapped in bandages like Ray. Right, like Ray's. It's it's more like uh, the general outfit that that Leia's wearing. So what does that mean if if Ray if if um if uh, Maz at some point hands the Luke the lightsaber to to Leia? Luke lost it again. 
<laughs> Somebody, <laughs> I know. Ray well, Lawson. Like, yeah. her daughter. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it was a different daughter. version of the story where uh, they give it to Leia and then Leia gives it to Ray, or right? Because that could have very easily, if the if the lightsaber was in Leia's hands and then Ray shows up. Um, after the death of Han, and Leia presents the lightsaber to Rey there, it could have been another kind of, like, break into three. Yeah. Could be a random white person we haven't met yet. Also could be a random... It's a, it's a, <laughs> she got nails. It looks like a random white woman, so... Yeah, they were playing the footage backwards, and that's how Maz man. got it in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. But I, I'm going to say this, and this is just uh, the novels. I haven't seen all of them a million times. That, um, reaching for a lot of my memories here what i do respect with this is that i can get on board quicker because it's it's very straightforward um actions it is not a kajillion turns whereas so-and-so killed so-and-so in the library with it which it's just straight action straight plot there's it's not deceptive and i feel like we can speculate as much as we want. I know you have to close up. We can speculate as much as we want, but if we get just kind of like our basic goods with this, I, I, I feel like it's more than enough. Just to sum up, I think the, the film covered so much ground. You know, so many, so much, so much of our expectations for a new Star Wars movie. Yeah. They they did a heck of a good job covering it. Um, and again, playing with our expectations the whole way for specific purposes to lead us in a particular place. Yeah, we get Han Solo, we get the Millennium Falcon, we get a Death Star, we get a new Darth Vader, we get a new Luke Skywalker, we find the old Luke Skywalker, we have the death of Han, we, we all kinds of stuff. It's so, so much written backwards, like you said. Yeah. Start from the end and work your way back, and sow the seeds along the way. Yeah, so, so let's just sum up, where does this... Where I want to sum up with where does the Force Awakens rank in the seven Star Wars films? Wow! Oh! <laughs> wow. Yeah! I have been I've been I, I've I've been thinking about this and I've been trying to wrestle whether I like it better than Jedi. Three for me. Yeah, that's what I, exactly. Third. So Empire yeah. is still number one for everybody. Star Wars. Star Wars is number one. So yeah, so give so. Christina, what's your li- list? Um, Star Wars, Awakens. Empire, wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> Jedi, and and none of the rest. Who cares? That's it. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan, what's your lit? What's your order? Uh, Empire, uh, Star Wars, um, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're not prequels. We're not prequels. Okay, we don't need <laughs> to even worry about it. What do you got, Alec? I'm kind of there too. Uh, with Star Wars, Empire. And this is really. People love amazing. Empire. I mean, Empire is amazing. I Empire, don't the first love act Empire. Of, but like the first act of Empire is. I'm sorry, not Empire. Jedi is amazing. The first Jedi. act of Jedi is amazing, yeah. right. and so that's why I'm like, ah, but. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, you just need Star Wars to get into this. <laughs> the problem is Star Wars and The Force Awakens are so close. Like they're kind of a very similar movie. Yeah. So I, I, if you put Star Wars first, you kind of got to put The Force Awakens second. I, I would put Star Wars, Force Awakens, Jedi, then Empire. I'm, not, I'm just yeah. not an Empire wow. fan. Nobody's like an Empire. Where's Empire love? Uh, no, I, I, eh. no, that was number one for me. Any last uh, comments, questions, guys, about The Force Awakens? Your favorite or... Things you didn't get to say tonight. Bill Hader. 
Where was Bill Hader? I read about that. I, I couldn't find him. BB-8. Uh, no. Oh, he did it. They, they, really? Bill Hader and another guy put together the, the, the intonations of the BB-8. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And Daniel Craig. Amazing. Daniel yeah. Craig made a cameo. Was he supposed to be in that? Daniel Craig's a stormtrooper. He has one line, right? When, when, when she does the mind trick on the stormtrooper, that's Daniel Craig. Is it? No way, no way, no way. Yeah, that is. Jedi mind trick. He has a British accent, too. You'll notice. The other ones have American accents. Like, what are you doing? This one has a British accent. He had an A-list. He walked on set and he was like, hey. They were, they were shooting at the same pilot. They were shooting you know, uh, Bond in the same studio. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Anything else, guys? Last things you dying to say about the movie? I love Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars rocks. Thank God. Thank JJ for bringing it back. Collect things. People magazine. There is Star Wars cereal, limited edition. That collects. Yoda mac and cheese. Put this all in a time capsule. There is Yoda mac and cheese. Yoda mac and cheese. Yeah. So... Alec, is uh, on this. I'm just super excited. I've always been a Star Wars fan. I have video of myself as an eight-year-old having a Star Wars birthday party. And, again, uh, uh, the, the emotional part... Is Star Wars back? Yeah. Yes. Star Wars is definitely back. Oh, it's such a comeback from the grave, yes. Fantastic. Guys, I want to thank everyone who came out tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, this is the script... The script is produced by Jordan Rosengarten, David Negrin. Please join our Facebook page at Foran NYC Screenwriters Collective. Follow us on Twitter at ScriptFeed. Okay, you can support the script podcast at patreon.com slash the script. I want to thank Adorama, Chris Lee, our very own Chewy Jesus over there working with us tonight. Um, Oh my God! We forgot to talk about Chewie. He was great when he, he cried. He when he cried after Han died. Oh my God! Amazing. I want to thank everybody. Thanks for coming out tonight, online and in person. May the force be with you. Good night. Hi, guys. This is David Negrin, host of The Script Podcast and executive director of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm excited to announce that we've created a Patreon campaign for The Script. Patreon is like a Kickstarter, but it allows you to give ongoing pledges every month and receive ongoing rewards. Of course, the script podcast will continue to be free, but we're just asking for a little help. We release four or five podcasts a month, but we'd like to do more. We'd also like to improve our audio quality and release video podcasts with rich content. So here's how you can help. Become a patron of the script podcast and gain access to our VIP activity feed with premium content. There, you'll be able to communicate privately with myself and my co-hosts after every podcast. You can get a packet of original screenwriting guides written exclusively for members of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can receive our monthly tracking board preview podcast for Hollywood insider updates on big script sales and the hottest spec screenplays to hit the market. You can get access to full on-demand video of NYC Screenwriters Collective events, lectures, and panel discussions. At the highest patron levels, you can even request the film or TV series we analyze and come on the script yourself to analyze it. So please, check out all our rewards, join our inner circle. Become a patron of The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash the script.